Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Louisville City FC is on the air. Harris heads it in, Flag stays down, and Lou City is in front in the opening five minutes. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Headed on and it's headed in by Sean Tosh at the near post. And there's the opening goal for Lou City. Nearly 15 minutes in and it's Mogel to Tosh from the corner. Now live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. With two games to go in the regular season, the prospect of a home playoff game for Louisville City FC is still a precarious one. The top four teams in each conference in the USL Championship open the playoffs at home. And for Lou City, the race is for fourth place right now. They're tied with Memphis on 49 points. But the Tennessee club has the edge over Louisville thanks to goal differential. Memphis has outscored its opponents over the course of the season by two goals, while Lou City has been outscored by five goals. And so tonight is a unique opportunity for the boys in purple as they take on Hartford Athletic at Lynn Family Stadium here in Butchertown. The team in last place in the league, Hartford, has the worst defensive record in all of the USL. So tonight for Louisville City, the goal is simple. Score a bunch of goals to cut into that goal deficit and win the game. Whether that happens tonight, though, is a difficult question to confidently answer. Lou City is coming off of a 2-0 loss at New Mexico United last weekend in which they put up a performance that their coach called disgraceful and their starting goalkeeper called embarrassing. Which Louisville City will we see tonight? Will it be the bunch that has historically been the most successful team in the United Soccer League? Or will it be the group that has had a lack of uh, intensity and a mentality that has drawn the ire of their head coach all season long? With that, we welcome you into tonight's broadcast of Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is alongside. And James Black is our producer in the ESPN Louisville studios. Louisville City's head coach Danny Cruz didn't mince words regarding his team's loss last week in which their opponents, New Mexico, finished the game with just nine players following two second-half red cards, but they still managed to take a 2 to nothing win. 
Here's what Danny Cruz had to say earlier this week when he spoke to reporters. It's it's when the there's wind, when it's a baseball field, when it, all these things are excuses. All all these things they're just excuses. We had to do the same thing last year, and and the record was a hell of a lot better, you know. So for me, it's when you walk into an environment like that, regard, regardless of of what it is, going I'm here and I'm going to win the game and I'm going to leave everything on the field, and everything that I'm saying to you guys, I say to them in that room. So I have no problem saying it. It's it's. It's the bite, it is the mentality, it is the fight of the group. And this club, since its inception, has always had it. And I have a real problem when we've gone into some of these environments with hearing, overhearing the excuses, hearing it after the game, um, because that's all that they are. And a team that wants to win a championship, you can't have them. You shouldn't even have the dialogue at all, because both teams have to play on it. Both teams have to play with wind. Both teams have to play on a baseball field. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, I've told the players, we're not going to hear it anymore. No excuses um, because both teams have to deal with it. The emotion evident in the voice there of Danny Cruz. It was the continuation of a theme for him. He has often questioned his team's hearts, effort, mentality, Honestly, and their mental toughness all season long. And perform at our highest level with the right intensity, um, then we'll put ourselves in a position to, to get a result. If we don't have that, then you'll see what you saw on, on Saturday against New Mexico. And again, I talk about it all the time. We control that. We have complete control over that phase of the of the game. And and for me, especially being here, um, it's the bare minimum. And you know, I talk a lot to the group guys about uh, about not taking for granted where you're at. You know, and it starts with me. And it should trickle down uh, to everybody in that room that this is a special place to be. And, um, and mentality and, and fight and desire and heart, things that represent this club, this community, that, that's a non-negotiable. You know, and when we don't have that, I have a real problem with it. I have a real, a real problem with it. And the players know that. But this week has been a good response, no question. And, and I want to make sure that, that we show that on Saturday because that will give us the best chance to do something special this year for sure. So Danny Cruz ending there on a positive note, saying that it's been a good week of training. It's been a good response from his team. But Casey Whitfield, with three games to go last time out, that's not the kind of performance you want to see heading in towards the playoffs, especially with what's at stake. Again, that fourth seed is the goal because it gets you a home playoff game. That's all that's left at stake over these final two games for Louisville City. So what did you take away from that loss last week to New Mexico United? It had to be disheartening from a Louisville City perspective. Oh, it was so frustrating. I mean, I, like I was telling you before the game, I remember talking on air about who should be the player of the match, and no one, no one could pick out a single player, not even one that just kind of played well. I mean, it was so bad and I completely agree with what Danny Cruz was saying about how there is there is no excuse. They did this last year. They had to play on those fields last year. They had to play on these fields, you know, in years past. We we were first stadium were founded on a baseball field. So there's no excuse for any of that. And the other thing is you're a professional. You have to act like one. And and I completely agree with him with the whole aspect of playing with heart and playing with passion. 
that is at the core of who Loose City is, of who they are as a team. They go out there, they play with heart, they play with passion, and there's been none of that. And so there's going to have to be a pretty big response because I think fans were extremely disappointed, and rightfully so, after last weekend. And so I'm, I'm hoping tonight they come out, they give it a spectacular performance that lifts them, that lifts the fans leading into that final match against Tampa. It has been that kind of season, though, for Louisville City over the course of the totality of the year. I mean, with two games to go, I think we can kind of, the jury's in on, on what this team has been and what this team is. It's a step forward followed by a step back. It's a good performance followed by a bad performance. A couple of weeks ago, they went to Loudoun United in Virginia in the middle of a tropical storm and came from behind, scored two really spectacular goals in not ideal conditions and found a way to win just simply was not the case last week against New Mexico United. The good news though Casey over these final two games for Louisville City is that they are here at home at Lynn Family Stadium where the conditions are the best in the league. You got your home support behind you. You got a perfect soccer field in a, so- in a purpose-built soccer stadium. So even though there apparently were excuses last week for this Louisville City team that their head coach Danny Cruz did not like there should be no excuses over these final two games as they chase Memphis and try and surpass Memphis to lock in that fourth seed. Exactly. And these two home games I don't think could have been strategically placed any better. I think if they were both these games were on the road, I think that would be really concerning because I do think there is something about being at home and recharging and resetting and having the fans behind you like lift you when you aren't playing your best. And so I think being at home for a game like this where I mean, they're clearly the favorite. It's it's no secret out there that they should win this game, and they should potentially win it by multiple goals. I think if you walk up to a fan and said, oh, do you, do you think Hartford's going to win? Looking at their season they've had, I mean, they probably wouldn't say yes. I mean, that's just the truth to it. It doesn't mean that they can't show up and not play, though. But having a game like this where they clearly are the favorites, where they have potential to be able to score a lot of goals, and then going in to that final game against the rival that always draws a huge crowd, having both of those types of games, leading into the playoffs I think is exactly the way that they would want to be but it all comes down to what team shows up and it starts tonight if they don't come out tonight with a good performance I'm going to be honest I don't know how bright the future looks from that point on because it's, it's I mean this is you have to get up to play at home you touched on it. Hartford is a unique opportunity given the circumstances for Louisville City. They have the worst defensive record in the league. They are in last place in the league. We'll tell you more about tonight's opponents for Louisville City. Hartford Athletic on the other side of the break. We're getting you set for kickoff tonight at Lynn Family Stadium in the second to final regular season game of the year for the boys in purple. It's Louisville City against Hartford Athletic. Kickoff set for just a few minutes past 7.30 local time here in Butchertown. We will continue to get you set for it here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Kentucky has 80,000 miles of roadway. That's a lot of pavement. It's also a lot of looking out for your neighbor. Being a safe driver means yielding to pedestrians and cyclists, especially when turning, stopping for pedestrians at crosswalks, giving bikes safe distance, and 
always keeping your eyes on the road. Drive safe, Kentucky. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Burger King is a proud sponsor of the Loose City Football Club this season. Stop into one of our Metro Louisville restaurants to fuel up before heading over to Lynn Family Stadium for a game. Or swing by afterwards to celebrate a win. Enjoy the $5 Whopper Junior Duo. Purchase any two Whopper Juniors for just $5. Have you tried the BBQ Bacon and Cheese Whopper Junior? It's a delicious way to feed your family or the whole supporter group. Your local BK teams are rooting for you this season. Blue City, go purple. At BK, where you have it your way. You rule. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. It's Danny Cruz, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Fans, when Loose City wins, you win. This season, Loose City has partnered with Wendy's to give you a free small Frosty if the boys in purple are victorious. No purchase is necessary. The offer is valid the day following a Louisville City win. You can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location to redeem. Fans hoping for some free small Frosties tomorrow. If Louisville City can take care of business tonight against Hartford Athletic. They are in last place in the entire league. That's 12th place in the Eastern Conference. 17 points for them on the season. Just four victories as compared to 23 losses. That's three fewer than the all-time USL record held by a team formerly of Antigua that uh, folded up some several years ago. They have a minus 36 goal differential, which is the worst in the league, which does present Louisville City an opportunity to try and score some goals tonight. The National Anthem underway here at Lynn Family Stadium. We will step aside once again. We're about eight minutes from kickoff. It's Louisville City against Hartford Athletic here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Burger King is a proud sponsor of the Loose City Football Club this season. Stop into one of our Metro Louisville restaurants to fuel up before heading over to Lynn Family Stadium for a game. Or swing by afterwards to celebrate a win. Enjoy the $5 Whopper Junior Duo. Purchase any two Whopper Juniors for just $5. Have you tried the BBQ Bacon and Cheese Whopper Junior? It's a delicious way to feed your family or the whole supporter group. 
Your local BK teams are rooting for you this season. Blue City, go purple. At BK, where you have it your way. You rule. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG and E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. As we mentioned in the open, the goal tonight for Louisville City will be not just to win against the last place team in the league, but win handily. Try and chip away at that goal difference, which is currently separating them from that coveted fourth position in the Eastern Conference. They need to make up seven goals. If they finish even on points with Memphis, they would need to make up seven goals in in order to overtake them uh, in the standings. And so for that reason, Casey, tonight's a a unique opportunity. you got a team that has the worst defensive record in the league. On the course, over the course of the season. Hartford has given up 73 goals. That is over two per game. That is 12 more than the next worst defensive team in terms of total goals. 12 more goals than the next worst defensive team. So for Louisville City, a team that themselves have struggled to score goals, they're in the bottom half of the of the league in terms of goal scoring. Tonight's a chance for you to go out there and change that narrative a little bit heading into the playoffs, put a bunch of goals into the back of the net, and maybe chip away at that goal difference with Memphis. Yeah, I mean, as a forward or as an attacking player, seeing those types of stats and understanding who you're playing has to make you kind of hungry to want to go out and, and get some goals. It has to kind of drive you a little bit to know this is my opportunity to be able to go and get my confidence going before we enter the fi- the postseason play. This is my chance to put the ball in the back of the net. And so I'm hoping that we come out and we are able to get three, four, five goals. I think we have the personnel, we have the capability, the talent to do that. It's just a matter of do we have the want, the will to drive to do that? All right, we got about four minutes to kick off. Casey, you got some keys for us tonight? I do. So tonight we have to have cross with a purpose. Last game we were just sending crosses into the box just to cross the ball and we were completely unsuccessful. So tonight we have to make sure that when we cross the ball we have an intended target to play the ball to so we can create higher chances of being able to connect on those crosses and get a look on target. The next tough defensively. Last time out we let some goals in that we should have done better with defensively so we have to make sure that we're going hard into challenges, clearing the ball away from danger, tight with our marks and just make mentally and physically tough defensively to make it hard for Hartford to beat us. And then finally, we gotta want it. Even though Hartford is sitting in last place and has struggled this season, it doesn't mean they aren't going to hand this game to us. The players could potentially still have things to play for. They might be trying to fight for contracts, fight for positions next season, fight for salary raises. There's still things for them to play for, even though they are in dead last. So we have to make sure that we go out on the field and we want it. We leave everything out that we have on the field. Starting lineup should kick off our next Louisville City against Hartford Athletic live from Lynn Family Stadium here on ESPN Louisville. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. 
Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1-50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at NansenCraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Tonight's starting lineups are presented by Breeze Airways. Let's begin with the visitors tonight. Hartford Athletic coming off of a 2-2 tie in their last outing. That snapped a nine-game losing streak for this club. And their head coach, Amit Namazi, who took over midseason this year, makes just one change from that 2-2 tie. The goalkeeper is Joe Rice, a fifth-year professional in his first season at Hartford. A, the back four in front of him, Kimbo Kibato down the left. Robin Lapert down on the right, and then the center back pairing of Connor McGlynn and Beverly McKingla. In the midfield, it's the Jamaican Andre Lewis, along with Juan Pablo Torres. Three attacking midfield options, including Prince Sadie, Kyle Edwards, and Danny Barrera, and they all play in support of the number nine, Elvis Amo. The one change, Robin Lapert, the right back, is picked ahead of Luke Merrill, who started last time out. Mentioned Amid Namazi, he took over in June after Tab Ramos was dismissed from his position as head coach of Hartford Athletic. On the other side, for Louisville City FC, head coach Danny Cruz said this week that it's open competition. All the places were available for anybody to win, given the lack of performance or the poor performance in their 2-0 loss last week at New Mexico United. And so he rolls out an 11 that includes Oliver Zimla, the starting goalkeeper, retained his job. His 30th start of the season for the rookie. It's a back four in front of him. Oscar Jimenez on the left. Wes Sharpie and Sean Tosh, the center back pairing, and Manny Perez at right back. It is an all-new midfield. 
for Louisville City from the start. Tyler Gibson pairs with Niall McCabe, who wears the captain's armband tonight in his first appearance for Louisville City since September 9th. They play along with Dylan Maris in the midfield. And then the front three, Rasmus Tellefsen, who also has not featured in quite a while for Louisville City. Since August 26th, he has not played for his team. He starts alongside Brian Ombi and Wilson Harrison. Right off the bat, Louisville City with an early chance. Cross into the box. Here's Maris, a shot on target, and it's kick saved away by Joe Rice, the goalkeeper. The rebound comes to Oscar Jimenez on the far side, the left, and Louisville City continues. The boys in purple are wearing black tonight. All new uniforms with a gradient trio of colors highlighting the numerals and letters of blue, violet, and magenta. They are moving from left to right in the first half. The first chance of the game a moment ago came on the goal in front of the Estopinal end, which is being defended by Joe Rice, the goalkeeper for Hartford. Hartford moving from right to left, wearing... I'll say aqua. Maybe teal would be a better use of color there. Uh, Teal shirts, white shorts, and white socks for Hartford Athletic moving from right to left. Our referee tonight, Benjamin Meyer, he wears gold, the man in the middle. Still Louisville City in possession after one minute play. Cross into the box for Maris. Tellison on the near side. Flag goes up against him. Ball was put into the back of the net by Niall McCabe, but the flag went up immediately against Tellison. And so the offside will wave off that goal for Louisville City. Some of the fans a little bit late to real. It It would have been Niall McCabe to score there for Louisville, but the offside flag up immediately against Rasmus Tellefsen, and it's going to be a free kick for Hartford in their penalty area. But what a start from Lou City. They needed a big response. They needed to come out strong, and already having two shots on target in the first two minutes of the game is the way to do it. Tellefsen, it was really close whether he was offsides or not. He kind of gave a little wave to the to the assistant referee there on the sideline, uh, but a great ball across. Much better than the crosses that we saw last week, so already a great start. And another nice little touch there from Rasmus Tellefsen as he tried to bring it down over his shoulder. Couldn't ultimately control it, but drew some oohs and ahs from the crowd. It is, as you might expect, a little bit less than a typical Louisville City crowd tonight, but still a strong number of fans have shown up here in Butchertown. I say that with, of course, Louisville football playing a home game before a sold-out crowd down the way at LNN Stadium. But I would imagine, Casey, probably six or 7,000 fans, maybe more, will get the official number in the second half, have shown up here to Lynn Family Stadium. It is Hartford in possession right now along their back line. Go ahead, Casey. Yeah, I'm surprised at the number of fans. I really thought with Kentucky also playing Georgia um, and people wanting to watch that matchup, Louisville being, the cards being at home uh, this weekend. I'm And it, it is a little chilly out there, but it's a beautiful, beautiful night, and I, I think fans are in for a treat tonight. Yeah, 58 degrees is the official temperature as Hartford continues to try and build out of the back. It really feels like fall after we were in the Finally. mid <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> after we were in the mid-80s just a couple of weeks ago, fall has finally arrived in Louisville, Kentucky. Here's a foul uh, called against Louisville City as the goalkeeper for Hartford, Joe Rice, was just trying to clear it upfield. Looks like maybe Dylan Maris collided with him as he got the pass away, and the referee blew his whistle and will award a free kick to Hartford. But it's certainly Casey just past the three-minute mark. Louisville City on the front foot to open tonight's game. Yeah, the energy is so much better. You can tell that they are looking to push forward. They are pressing high up the field. And like I said, already having two shots and both of those on target and one of them going in the back of the net. Just unfortunate it was um, offsides. I don't think it goes down technically in the stats as being a shot, but we all know it was a shot. Um, That's a great start. That's exactly what she wanted a good response. Now they're just going to see, can they maintain this throughout the match? Can they keep this energy high? Can they begin to put some goals in the back of the net? 
Louisville trying to turn the ball back over after Rice, the goalkeeper, sent it long. Ombi with a touch. It'll go high into the air and then bounce one time off the turf into the arms of Rice once again. But Louisville flying around with some good energy early on. Louisville City taking on Hartford here. And it is Hartford with possession. Connor McGlynn, one of the center backs, has it in the D of his penalty area. He goes to the near side, the left. That's where McKingla, his center back mate, has it. Now in the midfield, Torres. A little bit of a loose touch. Gibson stepped in, won the ball for Louisville City. The ricochet off of Gibson's foot fell to Manny Perez, the right back, and Louisville City takes over. Again with all new jerseys tonight, which I like was them. a surprise. Yeah, they look I like good, right? them. I think they look really good. The. Uh, kept that pretty close to the chest. Nobody really knew about it until they walked out of the locker room. They even wore purple shorts in the warm-up to try and disguise the look. Here's Tellefson with a cross into the box. Toward Niall McCabe. Pops up off of his foot. It's loose to Ownby and his shot goes over the bar into the first row of the Estopinal end. Just a loose ball bouncing off the turf after Niall McCabe mishit it and Ownby hit it on a little side volley and just couldn't keep it down, couldn't keep it under the bar. But another early opportunity for Louisville City to score, and they certainly look vibrant here. Five minutes gone by, 0-0. It's a goal kick to Hartford. Yeah, really good buildup down this right side, and it's a nice service into the box to be able to set that up. It looks like it was Rasmus Tellefson playing kind of a low ball. McCabe doesn't get the right contact on it. It falls to Ombi, and as it's bouncing, it's bouncing up when he's trying to strike it, and because it's bouncing up, it's going to be really hard for him to then get over the ball and strike down on it. So it's a very, very difficult shot. He, it would have been better if the ball was coming down when he strikes it, and then he'd have a better opportunity to get it on frame. But regardless, a great look. Goal kick for Hartford sent long, and Louisville wins the ball back. Possession has been dominated by Louisville City, five and a half minutes in. Here's Niall McCabe dropping deep in the midfield. Again, he's playing for the first time since early September. He was away on a personal absence for a little while, and of course he's battled injury significantly over the last couple of years. He's got the ball again, plays it at the near side, the right, that's Manny Perez on the near sideline. Try to play it forward to Tellefson, and finally Tellefson is able to find the ball after some Hartford legs had some touches, but then ultimately Manny Perez couldn't carry the ball past midfield, and Hartford takes over. McKingla along the back line goes back to the goalkeeper, Rice. Rice under some pressure from Wilson Harris, gives it up to McGlynn, the right center back for Hartford. Now to the far side, the right. That is where Lepert, Robin Lepert, a Frenchman, has the ball. Now to the midfield just outside of the Hartford penalty area is Juan Pablo Torres, number eight in the midfield. Now Kimbo Kibato, the left back, back to Torres on the inside left, and now back to McKingla, the center back, still in the Hartford half. He plays it on the ground to Connor McGlynn, who has a younger brother that plays for the Philadelphia Union of Major League Soccer, Jack McGlynn. He gives it up into the midfield to Andre Lewis. Now to the far side, Lapert. A good battle between Lapert and Ombi, and Lapert takes the ball away. Lapert, a long ball down the middle, looking for Elvis Amo at the top of the formation, but he's beaten to the ball by Sean Tosh, and Louisville takes over in possession. They give it right back. A loose touch from McCabe gives it to Lewis. Here's Danny Barrera, a longtime USL veteran for Hartford. Wide left it goes to Cabato outside of the Louisville City box. Swings the pass in to Amo. His header, though, is a glancing one. Couldn't put it on target, and it's about 25 yards wide of Oliver Zimla's goal and it's a goal kick to Louisville City. There's really the first opportunity, though, Casey, for Hartford to get forward. Yeah, and, the, and it really wasn't super threatening either. I mean, Amo had a, a pretty open header. He had a defender on him, but he was a little too far away from the goal to really have any sort of impact. And so even though that's their first look, I, I don't really f- feel like it was dangerous whatsoever. 
from the goal kick. Louisville City passes out of the back, and they do so nicely into the attacking half. On the left side is Wilson Harris. Still he goes with the ball at his feet. Harris on the far side left. Now cuts it backward on the inside left to Tyler Gibson. And Louisville will set up shop offensively in the Hartford half here. Seven and a half minutes gone by in a scoreless game. At the center circle, it's West Sharpie, the left center back to the right center back, Sean Tosh. He's 20 yards into the attacking half. Looking to maybe put a pass into the box. Instead, he plays it wide right to Perez, the right back. And Perez just took his eye off the ball. It rolled between his legs as he was looking to make a pass. And it's out for a Hartford throw. On the near side, the Hartford left in their defensive half just near the Louisville City bench and Louisville City's head coach, Danny Cruz. A really unfortunate moment there for Manny Perez. He doesn't make many mistakes, uh, so I guess we can let it slide this time. But uh, Hartford not able to break down this Lou City team, having a lot of trouble with even connecting passes. Most of the passes they have are across the back line because they are put under pressure so quickly. Second meeting of the year between these two teams. First came back on June 3rd up in Connecticut. And despite Hartford struggling then in the season as well as they are now, it was a 0-0 tie. Here comes Louisville Oscar Jimenez. He drives a shot. It's off the post. And then Kibato clears it wide right from Louisville's perspective. Oscar Jimenez, the left back who scored the winner a few weeks ago against Oakland, found himself within shooting range from about 20 yards on the inside left. Hit it with his right. Hit it really well. Beat the goalkeeper Rice, but couldn't beat the post. It ricocheted off and Kibato cleared. And it's a great look from Jimenez. He picks the ball up with quite a bit of space and just kind of attacks on the dribble. Harper just kind of spreads out and, and lets him have all kinds of time and space. It's a great shot, and Wilson Harris was making the run for a potential follow, but the way it deflected off the post, it was just unfortunate that it didn't fall where Harris was running. After the throw-in for Louisville, Manny Perez was able to win a corner. So we have our first 5-5 corner of the night. It'll be for Louisville City from the near side. The Louisville right in front of the Estopina end. It'll be Oscar Jimenez to take it. And then Swinger off of his left foot. He has Tyler Gibson as a short option if he wants it. He's taking aim toward the middle of the box. Here it comes. Off his left foot. Driven into the six-yard box toward Tosh. Off of his head. Kept in play by Ownby. Now Maris. Maris's shot is blocked on its way through by Harris. And it's cleared away by Hartford. That clearance goes toward the center circle where it's retrieved by Niall McCabe all in the air down the left side toward Ownby headed behind by Lapert of Hartford and it will be another Louisville City 5-5 corner kick from the far side the left this time you saw the ball going out to Dylan Maris and just started having flashbacks of that spectacular goal that he scored just a couple weeks ago but it's a nicely done set piece unfortunate that Harris was the one that kind of blocked Maris's shot, but good recycle ball through. Good trying to find Brian Omi on that back post, and they get an opportunity to do it all over again from the other side. Second successive Wi-Fi corner just past the 10-minute mark in a 0-0 game. This time McCabe will take it with his right foot and in swinger. Here it comes off his right foot into the air toward the back post, and it's caught by the goalkeeper, Rice. Just in the middle of the six-yard box, he was trying to lift it to the back post. McCabe just couldn't quite get enough underneath it. Yeah, and the goalkeeper, Rice, made the catch. It was a little bit of an awkward height. It was either too high for Harris, who was making the near post run, and not high enough for the far post run. So it made for an easy grab for Joe Rice. And nicely done commanding his box and coming out and getting the ball there. Nearly 11 minutes in, and it's been all Louisville City so far. Five shots for Louisville City compared to one for Hartford. One of the shots on target, that was in the opening moments of the game. And in terms of possession, it's 58% of the ball with Louisville City so far. Right now it's Hartford. Kibato into the attacking half to Lewis on the near side of the left. Lewis dribbling toward the near sideline with Maris in his back pocket. And Maris with the final touch as it goes out of bounds. It'll be a throw to Hartford on the near side there left, about 8 or 10 yards past the midway line. 
throw comes in from left back Kibato to Lewis, a midfielder who's dropped deep. He plays it back to McKingla along the back line. And now McGlynn, the right center back, just outside of the Hartford box, being chased by Harris. Plays it on the ground to the far side, the right to LaPert. Sliding challenge from Ownby. And it's ultimately a foul as the referee blows his whistle. We'll give a free kick to Hartford in their defensive half on the far side, the right about 20, well, really 15 yards from midfield. The timing just ever so slightly off there from Brian Ombi. It was a nice touch from Lapert to kind of evade the pressure from Brian Ombi. Uh, not not a bad idea there, though. Hartford works it along their back line. Now Danny Barrera drops deep for the ball. He's a 33-year-old in his 13th year as a pro, his ninth year in the USL. But his pass not able to be connected, and it's knocked away. But Hartford picks up the loose ball. They have it in their defensive half with Lewis. Now to the near side, Kibato runs around a challenge from Tellison into the attacking half. Plays it up to Amo. Amo tried to flick it with the outside of his foot for the run down the near sideline of Kyle Edwards. But Edwards wasn't quite at speed, and Louisville City retrieves the ball back once again. Along the back line for Louisville, it is Sharpie moving from left to right in the first half. Now between the center backs is Tyler Gibson. Gibson touches the ball forward. Returns it to Sharpie on the left side. About 10 yards from the midway line. Sharpie looking for an option, maybe for a long diagonal. Steps on the ball and rolls it back to Oliver Zimla, the goalkeeper. About five yards out of his box. Now Tosh returns it to Zimla. Louisville just comfortable knocking the ball around the back line here. Hartford sitting back defensively for the moment. Now coming forward with pressure is Barrera. Sharpie gets a pass off to Tosh. It's a little bit too tall for Sean. And his header, glancing off the top of his head, goes out of play for a Hartford throw. The throw comes in from Edwards to Elvis Amo. Amo tripped up and fouled from behind. And it's going to be a Hartford free kick. In their attacking half, the Louisville defensive half. About eight yards infield from the near sideline. That's the left for Hartford and about 20 yards past the midway line. This will be an opportunity, Casey, for Hartford to put a ball in the box. Yeah, and I I wasn't sure why they were being so nonchalant playing it across the back like that when they had pressure and it was just two players. Everybody else had really pushed higher up the field and not sure really why they were so far up the field. They have to come back and provide some support, but this is a dangerous set piece. It's a good distance to be able to whip across and looking for that spot, maybe right behind the PK spot for a player to run onto, but a, a good opportunity for Hartford to get a look on target. Five Hartford players lining up at the top of the Louisville box. It's going to be Andre Lewis to swing in this service with his right foot. And City rolls it on the ground. They're going to play a little short routine to Torres. He returns it to Lewis wide left, looking across with his left foot. Here it comes. A decent one toward the back post. Zimla didn't get it. It bounces on the turf and then ultimately bounces behind for a Louisville City goal kick. But you almost never want to see a ball from that position hit the turf in the six-yard box, Casey. Oliver Zimla came for it, didn't get it. And Louisville a bit lucky that no one for Hartford was there to tap it in. I'll say not only hit the turf, but have your goalkeeper completely miss it the way Zimla missed it. That's pretty uncharacteristic of him. But Hartford really going to be shaking their heads at that one because they should have gotten on the end of that. It should be a goal for them. After the goal kick, Hartford wins it back. They have it just outside of the Louisville box on the far side. The right, Prince Sadie, their leading scorer with nine tallies this season, gives it up to Juan Pablo Torres on the inside right. Now to Sadie, taking aim with his left from about 25 yards. Had a good hit, but it was 15 yards over Zimla's bar and over the heads of everybody that's standing in the waterfront end. It ended up in the bar under the scoreboard, and it's going to be a Louisville City goal kick. And notably tonight, Casey, Louisville City taking goal kicks with their center backs. Oliver Zimla was listed as questionable this week due to a slight hamstring issue, so apparently that is keeping him from 
playing these goal kicks for Louisville City. And as Louisville tried to build out of the back, they nearly gave it away to Amo. It's a second successive goal kick. Zimla does take this one this time because it's a short pass to Wes Sharpie. Sharpie gives it up forward to Jimenez. Him has a ball in the air down the far sideline looking for Ownby. Headed away by Lapert, And Hartford takes over. A quarter of an hour gone by. 0-0 our score here at Lynn Family Stadium on this chilly October evening in the penultimate game of the regular season for both of these teams. One game to go for Louisville City. That'll be the Tampa Bay Rowdies here at home next weekend. And again, the goal for Louisville to make that fourth seed and get a home playoff game two weeks from now. As a foul goes against Louisville on the near side, the Hartford left. It'll be a free kick to Hartford Athletic in their defensive half. And McKingla, the center back, will take it about 15 yards shy of the midway line. Yeah, and I think Louisville City started off the game really strong, and I feel like the energy has decreased yeah. a little bit. Um, but that, that's expected. Now they've got to figure out a way of how can they keep that momentum going because it's starting to shift a little bit in Hartford's direction. Hartford able to weather that big onslaught of opportunities, the storm that Louisville City brought out in the first few minutes. They weathered that, and now they're beginning to get a little more confident seeing more of the ball. And the balls, the game's going to be playing in their offensive half. Yeah, Louisville City forced to save inside the opening minute. Then they had a ball hit the back of the net, but an offside flag waved it off. Here's Hartford coming forward. Kibato, a ball towards the D, cut out by Manny Perez. Now Tellison dancing on the ball around a couple of challenges. He does really well to retain possession. And now Tosh gives it up to Sharpie to the left side of the Louisville City box. Sharpie looking long. Hits it with his left foot in the air down the far sideline. Ownby will pull up his run as it bounces out of play. And it's going to be a Hartford throw. It does feel, though, Casey, you mentioned it, all that momentum in the opening eight or eight or nine minutes for Louisville City has gone away here. We're in the 17th minute in a 0-0 game. Yeah, it's like they're looking to go forward too quickly and they're forgetting about building the play and building the ball up. When they have the ball in the back line, everybody's running forward. Everybody's trying to push forward. But there aren't any options for them to be able to connect to those passes. They have to be willing to connect some passes through the middle of the field. They have to have a little bit more movement. They have to be more creative in how they create opportunities. Rice, the goalkeeper for Hartford, hits a diagonal to the near sideline. Barrera, a little outside of the foot pass, looking for Kimbo Kibato. It's cut out there by Louisville City. And now they have the ball in the attacking half. Middle of the field, 40 yards away is Ownby. To the left side, he rolls it on the ground. Wide left to Oscar Jimenez. Jimenez on his right foot, returns it to Ownby, who's moved wide left on his right foot. Plays it into the near the center circle to Tosh, who's 10 yards past the midway line. Wide right it goes to Manny Perez. Louisville just working around the fringes right now. Into Tellison, tried a little one-two with Perez. Cut out by Hartford. Here they come on the break. Kimbo Kibato into the attacking half. Left back, chased by Tellison. He's got two black shirts in front of him as well. Gets the pass off in the middle to Torres. Torres goes wide right to Prince Sadie. He's one of the danger men for this team. Sadie one-on-one with Jimenez. Driving in towards the Louisville box on his left foot. Gives it up backward to Andre Lewis. Now wide right it goes goes to Lapert, the French right back. Now along the back line, McKingla in the center circle. Gives it up to Torres in the center circle. Back to McKingla, chased by Dylan Maris. Hartford working backward here as McGlynn in the defensive half. Further backward it goes to McKingla. They just continue to drop deeper and deeper as Louisville City pushes higher. Maris chasing the ball. Goes all the way back to Rice, the goalkeeper, out of his box, looking to hit it long with his right foot. Drives it long down the middle. And it's goalkeeper to goalkeeper. Zimla off of his line. A late run coming in from Edwards. Zimla just forced to clear it up high into the air. And it goes out of the Hartford throw on the near side. The left, about 10 yards past the midway line, right in front of the Hartford bench. Shaky little clearance there from Zimla, but good awareness from the front players of Hartford. Majority of them were offsides, but Edwards was not making that deep run and understanding that he has to be the one to make the run on that because everyone else is offsides. Louisville City, again, having to do a whole lot of defending, and when they get on the attack, just trying to be sharper within their passes and their buildup. 
Louisville wins the ball back from the throw, and here they come moving forward with Manny Perez on the near side of the right. Just a yard shy of the midway line. It goes backward to Tosh. Tosh with plenty of time and space. Rolls it forward to Gibson between the center backs. And now he turns to the left side. Plays it there to West Sharpie. Sharpie comes forward at a walking pace. Now drives a long ball down the middle looking for Wilson Harris. But it's too far. About 10 yards in front of Harris. Rice, the goalkeeper, comes out of his box on the right side of it to keep the ball in play. Might have just let it go for a goal kick. But instead kept it alive. And Hartford will now build that of the back. Well, and that's not when you play that type of service over top for Wilson Harris to run into. Hartford is very spread out defensively. There's a lot of space in the middle of the field. So trying to play a ball over top to Wilson Harris, who's pretty much standing at the top of the 18-yard box, is not going to be successful. That type of service needs to happen when Harris is about 15, 20 yards from the 18-yard box. Then you can look to play him in behind. But right now, Hartford is so spread out that there's no reason we should be bypassing the middle of the field. We need to pick the ball up in the middle of the field and attack on the dribble. Nearly 20 minutes gone by in a 0-0 game. These two clubs first met back in 2019. And Louisville City has never lost to Hartford. All-time, Louisville is 5-0-1 in this matchup. The only non-victory for Louisville City came back in June. We previously mentioned a 0-0 tie between these two clubs. It's out for a Louisville City throw on the near side, the right, about 25 yards into the attacking half. It's going to be Perez to take it, the right back for Louisville City. He throws it backward to Tosh, the right center back near the midway line. Tosh into the inside right to Gibson. Gibson veering his way into the middle, gives it up to Sharpie in the center circle, coming forward. Rolls it on the ground forward to Niall McCabe, who has to slide on the ground to get a, get a touch, and it's a decent pass in the end to Ownby. Ownby returns it to McCabe. Now backward it goes to Sharpie, being chased by Barrera. He plays it further backward to the goalkeeper, Zimla. Zimla on the ground to the near side, the right. That's Tosh as Louisville continues to try and build out of their defensive half here. It's Sharpie with about 20 yards of space to run into. Carries the ball forward and then passes it toward the left side. It's intercepted by Prince Sadie and a chance for a Hartford break. Here comes Sadie down the middle, driving towards the Louisville box to Amo at the top of it. Amo lets the ball roll under his feet. A little poor touch there. He tries to play it into the middle, looking for Edwards, and it's behind Edwards, and that attack for Hartford really had no bite to it whatsoever. Louisville wins the ball right back. But that would have been a chance if the passes had been more on target for Hartford there, Casey. I mean, it was a four-on-three opportunity, so Hartford, I think, needs to be a little bit frustrated. They weren't able to get something from that. Ball to the box from Ownby. Knocked away by McClinn, the Hartford defender. Picked up by Laperty. Touches it forward to Torres, and Hartford takes over. It was Ownby on the far side the left, tried to drive across low and hard on the ground, but McGlynn, the right center back, was in the way of it, knocked it aside, and he thwarted that opportunity for Louisville City. It's Hartford with the ball along their back line. McKinglin on McGlynn just outside of the D of his box. Now to Torres, one of the midfielders who's dropped deep. He drives forward, plays it wide right at midway line to Lapert. Lapert plays it long down the middle looking for Amo, the center forward, headed away by Sharpie, but picked up by Danny Barrera. Here comes Hartford. Barrera takes aim from 22 yards, a bouncing shot into the chest of Oliver Zimla, who had it well covered. It was driven right at him, really, and that is a comfortable save. Zimla will love to see all of his shots tonight come from that distance. Well, I think right now there's too big of gaps between the lines for Louisville City, meaning the back line, there's too big of a space between that and the defensive mids, too big of a space between the defensive mids and the attacking mids, too big of a space between the attacking mids. So the, the gaps there are where Hartford has been able to pick the ball up and create those attacks. It's exactly what happened on that shot there. Too much space between the lines is leaving really good open opportunities for Hartford to intercept it. Louisville City has to figure out a way to compress the field a little bit to make it more compact, to make quicker little angles for passes. Joe Rice dribbled himself into some trouble. The goalkeeper for Hartford. He had Wilson Harris on his right hip. 
And he tried to take a couple of touches to then send it long. And with Harris right next to him, Rice just had to play it out for a Louisville throw. So Louisville's pressure forces a turnover. And it'll be a throw for Louisville on the near side the right. They throw it into Maris from Perez. Now Sharpie in the center circle. Wide left it goes to Oscar Jimenez. Jimenez on his right foot looking to play it forward. Instead it goes backward on the ground to Sharpie. Now Gibson in the midfield. Returns it to Sharpie on the left side of the center circle. Plays it across the center circle to Tosh. He's in the defensive half as Amo chases the ball. Tosh goes backward to Zemla, playing well out of his box. Now he plays it forward on the ground to Sharpie on the left side. Returns it to Zemla. Back near the D now, but still out of his area. Zimla looking long. A long ball down the far side. Ombi would have been the intended target, but it's about 25 yards too far in front of Ombi. He didn't even try and chase it. And it's goalkeeper to goalkeeper. Zimla's pass picked up by Rice, the goalkeeper with his feet for Hartford. He rolls it forward to McKingla along the back line. Beverly McKingla. Now Juan Pablo Torres in the midfield. Returns it to McKingla with Maris in front of him. Rolls it across the top of the box to McGlynn, who drifts the ball all the way to the far sideline. Harris comes in with a sliding challenge, but misses it. McGlynn carries the ball forward, then hits it over the top for Prince Sadie to chase. Sadie's going to get there. One-on-one with Sharpie on the far sideline near the corner flag, and then Sharpie finally sticks out a foot and knocks it away from Prince Sadie. It's going to go out of play past the far sideline. It'll be a Hartford throw in their attacking final third. Louisville City with some defensive work to do here. Again, I just haven't felt the energy that Louisville City had since the beginning of the game. The, the start was great. The first five minutes was absolutely wonderful. It, it looked like a team that was coming out to prove something, but since then, it just hasn't been there. I mean, that last play going forward, four players were standing across the back line, standing, and you're not going to be able to break down a team by standing at the back line. Cross came in from Hartford. It was cut out by Louisville. Maybe a chance for Lucidity to break. Here's Harris. Through to Ownby. Ownby has the pace to beat McKingla. He's dragged down from behind. It's a foul. And likely a booking it is. A world of beer yellow card shown to Beverly McKingla. A player who signed from Colorado Springs in his first year with Hartford. His fourth year as a professional at the USL level. The world of beer yellow card shown to him. And it'll be a fifth third free kick to Lucidity. City in a promising position. It is on the left side, about eight yards from the edge of the penalty area. Not quite the angle or the di- distance to put a shot on target here, but certainly a set-piece chance here for Lou City, Casey. Well, it's a really smart play, though, from Brian Omi. When he makes that run, he recognizes he's got three defenders on him, so he just kind of steps into the path of McKingla, who's making the run, and when he steps in front of it, it's automatically going to draw the contact, and it's always going to be a foul. So really smart veteran move from Brian Omi to draw that foul, but this is a pretty dangerous set piece. I imagine it would be Jimenez with the left foot trying to whip it in for um, a, a player to get on the back post. But you have a Jimenez and McCabe. McCabe steps over. It will be Jimenez. Here it is with his left foot towards Tosh. The header down. Still loose in the box. Ombi picks it up. He leaves it for Maris. His shot blocked on its way through. And the ricochet comes out to Andre Lewis of Hartford. And Hartford gets out of trouble. It's Barrera on the far side. Looking to spring a break with long diagonal. Looking for Edwards. Edwards finds it. Through three defenders. Still Edwards goes. Sliding challenge from Ombi. No foul. And Louisville takes over. Last ditch defending there from Brian Ombi because Kyle Edwards, with one more touch, would have been in on goal. 
Yeah, it was a perfectly timed slide tackle, and it had to be because Brian Omi risking getting a yellow card himself for a similar challenge that, that he drew on the other side of the field. So really nicely timed there from Brian Omi. 26 and a half minutes gone in the 0-0 game. Lucidi on the attack now with Maris on the inside right. 15 yards from the Hartford penalty area. Wide right it goes to Rasmus Tellefsen. Tellefsen, he's got Perez on the overlap. Plays it to him on the end line. Here's a cross from Manny to the back post. No one there. It bounces to Barrera. His header out of the box finds Sadie. Sadie with his back toward his attacking end. Rolls it back to Barrera. And under pressure, he has to play it long and out of the back. It'll come to the near side just past the midway line where Tosh cleans it up. Plays it back to Zimla. And Louisville City will continue this possession. The possession number is now favoring Hartford. Remember that opening 15 minutes? It was Louisville City 58%. It's now Hartford 52% of the ball. As the momentum has really come out of the game for Louisville. But they have it right now, though. Manny Perez on the end line on the way wide right area near the corner flag. Drops it up backward to drives into the box. Puts it across to the back post. Headed away by Lapert. McCabe touches it down for Jimenez. Drives a shot on goal and it's caught. A save by Rice, the goalkeeper. Hit well on the left foot by Oscar Jimenez. A shot that was always rising, but Joe Rice took no chances and was able to catch it cleanly and end that opportunity for Lou City. Yeah, it's a really difficult angle for a shot there from Oscar Jimenez. I appreciate the, the look, but it's, it's a very tight angle and it has to be one of those shots that's absolutely perfect. And it, it's, it's just it's a little tough. So I would have liked to maybe see a cross instead, especially when you have a goalkeeper that's 6-4. Five shots tonight for Lou City. They all came in about the opening 15 minutes. So we've gone, I don't know, about 13 minutes or so without a chance for Lou City to score. We're in the 28th minute, just past the 28th minute, in fact, into the 29th now in this 0-0 game. Lou City hoping to keep pace with Memphis. They take on El Paso tonight in a game that is kicking off right now at 8 o'clock Eastern time. Memphis and Louisville tied on points. Memphis has the edge on goal differential. Ball down the far side, the left for Ownby to chase, but the flag goes up against Bryan, and it will be a free kick to Hartford just out of their box on the far side, the right. Couple opportunities now for Louisville City where they've been offsides, a little bit unfortunate. But I, ju- I just don't think we're finding the midfield players enough. I think we're trying to bypass the midfield to, to release the front players. And there's so much space in the middle of the field, especially because of the formation that Hartford is playing. Barrera's hitting a little bit higher, and so it's opening up space in the middle there for McCabe and Maris to be able to find pockets of space. And then when they do find that, they need to be more willing to attack on the dribble. That's going to force the back line to step to them, and then it's going to open up the passes that we're wanting to play. Free kick sent long by Rice, the goalkeeper for Hartford, headed by Louisville City. A header here from Lapert, high into the air in the Hartford half. Brought down by Maris, who tried to turn his defender, couldn't do it. Cleared upfield by McGlynn, but it's McGlynn finding Sean Tosh, center back to center back from either end of the spectrum there. And Louisville has the ball now with Gibson in the attacking half. Middle of the field, veering his way right, plays it on the ground, wide right to Perez. Perez on the near sideline, moving backward. Plays it backward on the ground to Tosh. Still in the attacking half. He swings it to the left of the center circle to Sharpie. Sharpie touches it forward. 20 yards into the attacking half. Through to Ownby, middle of the field. Tried to play it first time to Maris, who's making a run in. Cut out by Hartford. Now a loose ball. Knocked back and forth. Gibson picks it up. Tried to play it to Tellefson, who's about five yards off on that pass. Tellefson standing still. Gibson hustling, though, to try and win it back, and he does. Terrific effort from Tyler Gibson. Wide right, it's Manny Perez. Chance to cross. Here it is. Driven into Harris, and his header is off target. It was a missile off the right foot of Manny Perez, and Wilson Harris, frankly, did really well just to get his head on the ball, but couldn't direct it on target. 
target. That header about eight yards wide of the right stick of Joe Rice, and it's going to be a goal kick to Hartford. Well, Gibson has been really good for Louisville City so far today. He's been coaching the players through. He's been trying to help navigate where the players need to go on the field, and they're earning that opportunity by creating it from nothing. It's a great driven ball across Manny Perez. I think trying to take Wilson Harris's head off with that. He hit it so hard. And it was a very difficult angle, but one of the things Harris needed to do was just make contact on it, and that's what he did. There was really nothing else he could do but make contact on it and hope that it went in. Harris had a four-game scoring streak snapped in the last game, last time out for Louisville City. That was a 2 nothing loss at New Mexico last weekend. Here come the boys in purple wearing their new alternate black uniforms tonight. It's Tellison on the inside right as they Stream forward again. Dribbles wide right, Tillerson. Well into the attacking half. Now turns backward, plays it backward to Manny Perez. Now further backward, it goes to Tosh, standing with his heels on the midway line. Forward on the inside right is Niall McCabe. Turns and plays the ball through to Tillerson, and a good one. Tillerson, cross into the six-yard box, knocked behind by Hartford. Well into the stands by about eight or ten rows, and it's going to be a Vi-Fi corner for Lou City. It will come from the near side, the right. It is the third, by my count, corner of the game. And those are my favorite types of crosses there, Rasmus Tellison playing that low-driven ball between the back line and the goalkeeper because you never know what can happen. If McCongola hits that wrong, it could end up in the back of the net, but nicely done there by Tellison to send that low-driven ball. He had Brian Elby right behind him. It's going to be Oscar Jimenez to take it as the noise rises from this strong crowd tonight at Lynn Family Stadium. Jimenez and his in-swinger off his left foot. Here it comes. He plays it on the ground, though, to McCabe at the top of the box. He'll loop in a ball in towards the penalty spot, headed away by LaPert. Picked up by Manny Perez, who chests it down. He's on the left side after that set piece. Wide left it goes to Ownby. Ownby returns it to Perez on the far sideline. The left for Louisville. Into the middle of the field with Gibson. The attack still on. He turns wide right now to Oscar Jimenez. Touches it infield to Sean Tosh. And Louisville has settled it down after that initial promising corner kick. Ball over the top for McCabe looking for Oscar who made a run forward and he couldn't catch up to the ball. It bounces into the arms of Joe Rice, the Hartford goalkeeper, and the attack is over. Good awareness by Rice to recognize that ball coming through and to come out and not really allow anyone to get on the end of it. Louisville City trying to force some of those through balls in there when there's there's not a whole lot of space behind. Ball to Elvis Amo for Hartford about five yards past the midway line and he's fouled from behind. It's going to be a free kick to Hartford. One of the few times in the last ten minutes or so that Hartford has had the ball past the midway line. We're in the 33rd minute of this game. 12 minutes to go, plus stoppage time in the first half. And we are still looking for the opening goal. 0-0 our score. The referee, Benjamin Meyer, having a conversation with Danny Barrera of Hartford for one reason or another. It's going to be Barrera to take the free kick. Again, about eight yards past the midway line on the inside left. And Barrera is now going to give way to Kimbo Kibato, the left back for Hartford. Looks like they're just going to try and cycle possession. <laughs> now a third player comes over, Torres. He takes the free kick, clips it down the near sideline for Cabato, who made a run forward. He's outside the Louisville box. One-on-one with Manny Perez, and Perez does really well, as he almost always does defensively. Gets his body in between Cabato and the ball. Gets a hand from the knowledgeable fans on the near side, and he's fouled. Ultimately, Manny Perez It's going to be a fifth-third free kick for Louisville just outside of their box. But there is more of that stellar one-on-one defending for Manny Perez. That is his calling card. I would say I think Manny Perez almost needs to, like, teach a course on how to play defense and time tackles and challenges because he is so good at it, especially slide tackles. They're just positioning his body really nicely to be able to win that challenge and to draw the foul. He's just such a talented defender. And to think that he started out as an attacking player and has kind of developed into this outside back role is really cool. Yeah, wasn't an outside back until he signed with Louisville City last year in the preseason when he was moved to that position. 
And he's a lengthy six-foot-tall Manny Perez, and he was able to use that length against the 5'9 Kibato there really, really well. Free fifth third free kick sent long by Louisville. Hartford takes over in their penalty area, trying to pass through some Louisville pressure, and they do successfully. The far side, the right, that is where McKingla, I believe, has it. He's shown up in a different position. He played it forward, and Louisville takes the ball back. Here's Maris on the far sideline. Touches it back to Oscar Jimenez in the defensive half. Now along the back line with Sharpie. Center back to center back, left to right, Sharpie to Tosh. Tosh moving toward the near sideline. The Louisville right, he turns and plays it backward to Zemla, the goalkeeper. Standing near the penalty spot. First time ball on the ground to Sharpie. Gibson in the middle. He returns it, though, to Zemla to Sharpie. Zemla in the D, looking to hit it long down the middle. He does. Two runners down in the middle. Maris and Harris, headed away by Kibato, picked up by Tellison. Maris a touch, back to McCabe and Louisville forward now. McCabe through to Manny Perez. A great idea playing it through two defenders there, but Manny may have been offside, and he wasn't making the run forward anyway. The ball hit with good pace from McCabe. It goes past him, and the goalkeeper, Rice, retrieves it with his feet, and Hartford takes over. Good idea, though, I thought, from Niall McCabe, just Manny Perez not exactly on that same page. Well, I think Perez thought that he was going to play it first time, and when McCabe took that touch, it forced Perez to have to stop his run and kind of reroute it a little bit. So if McCabe plays that ball first time, I think he has Perez making the through. So it's just a bit of miscommunication there. I I just think the timing of it was uh, off. Again, Niall McCabe playing for the first time since September 9th tonight. He's been away on a personal absence for the last couple of weeks. He scored a goal a couple of minutes into the game that was waved off for an offside flag. Would have been his second goal of the season and his first since the season opener. But despite his potential rust in this game, McCabe has looked pretty good so far. Louisville trying to win the ball back and a foul here is going to go against Dylan Maris, and it's going to be a booking. We've already had a World of Beer yellow card to Hartford. Now a World of Beer yellow card to Maris of Louisville City. It'll be his sixth yellow card of the season for a player starting for the first time in six games, Dylan Maris. And the Hartford player that was fouled didn't quite identify who it was, but he's down in a heap injured, and so the athletic trainer is going to be called on. Here in the 37th minute, eight and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time in the first half in a 0-0 game. What did you see on that foul, Casey? I, I think it's kind of a soft yellow. It looks like Maris tries to stop as he slides in, and it, and it almost looks like the Hartford player initially goes into the contact scene that Maris is already sliding. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's a pretty harsh yellow um, there is some contact as he slides in. It looks like he tries to stop, but I think it's the final little studs to the ankle. And I think what happens is his foot gets caught on the turf and then it bounces up. So there's really nothing he could do to control it. it it's just unfortunate. I think if his foot doesn't get stuck and he doesn't go studs up into him, I, I don't think it's a yellow because it's a. it wasn't a hard challenge whatsoever. But, but I think you're exactly right. If his foot didn't get caught in the turf there, it sort of bounced up after it got caught yeah. on the turf. And it was studs to his ankle so I think so it's, that's, that's I think it's a, yellow a yellow card that's going to yeah. be a yellow card at that first look it, you couldn't yeah. see the studs get stuck in it hitting the ankle um, and it was it looked like pretty soft yeah. there but after seeing the, the replay um, and now it makes sense why the player is in so much pain <laughs> player down for Hartford that was fouled is Kyle Edwards he's a 26 year old from St. Vincent and the Grenadines he's got 20 caps internationally for his nation 
He's a four-year pro, a 26-year-old in his third year in the USL. His first season in Hartford, he signed away from the Houston Dynamo organization. He played for their reserve team last year in MLS Next Pro. He's back to his feet. He's going to remain in the game, and it's going to be a free kick for Hartford. We're now into the 39th minute. The free kick coming on the inside right, about 10 yards past the midway line. Lewis takes it on the ground to Danny Barrera. He's looking to hit it forward down the middle. Does with his left foot toward the right side of the box. Lapert puts in a cross, and the header just over the bar from Andre Lewis of Hartford. Matter of fact, that may have been Edwards. I think it was. The player who was just down injured, it was Edwards with the header, but he couldn't keep it down, couldn't keep it on target, and there's your best chance of the game so far for Hartford Athletic. He's got to be kicking himself that he couldn't put that one in the back of the net. I mean, really, for either team, because he was wide open. There was not a single Lucidy defender around him whatsoever. It was a, a bit of a high cross, which is why it made it difficult for him to be able to get down on it, but, I mean, the Lucidy defenders just got lost there on the back post. I don't know what they're doing. Two players making a run and two on the right. back post. Unmarked. Unacceptable. Wasn't just Edwards there. If it there wasn't was him, it, was, it would have been Elvis Amoda right. headed, headed uh, toward goal. So two players unmarked, but Hartford couldn't put it on target. And Louisville lives to breathe another moment. It's out for a Hartford throw on the far side, the right. Again, Hartford Athletic, last place in the league. Just four wins for them all season. On the year, they've conceded 73 goals. That is 12 more than the next near team defensively in the league. They've had four shutouts all season. One of them came against Louisville City back on June 3rd in a 0-0 tie in Connecticut. Ball forward from Andre Lewis for Hartford. No one on the end of it in Teal. And Louisville wearing black tonight takes over. They have numbers coming forward. It's Ownby on the left side. McCabe in front of him as is Maris. Through to Maris in the box and it's cleared away by McGlynn. Picked up by Oscar Jimenez but he couldn't connect with Gibson and Hartford intercepts and wins the ball back. But the chance was there Casey if the pass had just been an inch right to Dylan Maris. He would have been in on goal there. Well, and I think he should have played it out wide to Tellefson. There was two defenders inside on Maris. I think if you slip it out wide to Tellefson and then allow him to cross it, you have a better look. Shot from Edwards on the curler for Hartford, and it's a comfortable save in the end for Zimla. Kyle Edwards, who had the header just a moment ago, found himself at the top of the, top of the box on the left side, cut it in on his right foot and tried to bend it around Zimla couldn't really get that much bend on it, and it was an easy save in the end. Zimla forced to go long after Louisville tried to build out of the back into the attacking half toward Ownby, headed away from him by Lapert, picked up by Jimenez on the far sideline. A heavy touch. Lapert slides in, clears it well upfield. A collision there between Sharpie and Danny Barrera, and it's a foul against Barrera of Hartford in a fifth third free kick to Louisville in the defensive half. They take it quickly. Gibson in the middle of the field. Now Tosh on the inside right plays it forward into the attacking half. Wide right is Perez, 10 yards past the midway line. He touches it forward. Perez trying to dribble around Elvis Amo, who came in with a challenge. Almost caught him sleeping there, Amo, and Hartford takes, takes the ball away. Here's Kimbo Kibato. 25, 30-yard run forward into the attacking half before he finally is turned backward. Plays it backward to Torres at the midway line. Torres swings it into the middle to McKingla. Two center backs for Hartford have switched places. McKingla now on the right, McGlynn now on the left. Wide right, it goes to Lapert into the attacking half. Challenge comes in from Ownby. Lapert gets the pass off, but it's intercepted by Lou City, and Lou City takes over. Four minutes to go in the first half in a 0-0 game. Louisville with five shots. All of them came, I beg your pardon, they have eight shots now. Uh, five of those eight shots came in the opening 15 minutes of the game. Here's Prince Sadie into the box for Hartford. It's touched off of his toes by Sharpie. Goes behind, and it's going to be a corner for Hartford Athletic, their first of the night. It'll come from the far side, the right. The last couple of minutes, Casey, have be, uh, begun to favor Hartford. It's been a swing of momentum in this game. Lou City's had a lot of it, but Hartford's got it right now. Here's the thing that's frustrating me, though, 
was the reaction of the players on the field, kind of throwing their hands up, shaking their heads. That is not the energy you need to be bringing on the field. And so you should be trying to, you should be clapping your hands, getting your players' face, hyping them up because they know they they made the mistake. But shaking your head, throwing your hands up is not the energy that you need. Honestly, I'm a little disappointed in how Lucity's playing right now, to be flat out honest. Here's the corner from Hartford. They play a short routine. It is Barrera to Sadie, plays it in the middle to McGlynn, cut out by Gibson. He can't cut it out clearly, though. It's picked up by Sadie once again. The attack's still on. Now McGlynn, the center back, dribbles in the middle of the field, through on the ground to Sadie, clips it toward the D of the penalty area, headed away by Tellison. Here comes Louisville. Harris in the defensive half, but coming forward, through to Ownby. Can he get there, Brian? Not quite. Beaten to the ball by Torres. Pass was in front of Torres. Ownby had to try and come around the back of Torres to get a touch of the ball. Couldn't do it. And Juan Pablo Torres touched it back to Joe Rice, and Hartford retains possession as Louisville City tried to break there. It's with Andre Lewis, the Jamaican. Wide right now it goes to Barrera, back to McKingla along the back line for Hartford. Now McGlynn playing in the middle of the back line right now. Returns to McKingla on the right side. Still in the Hartford half. Mara's up for pressure. Wide right it goes to LaPert, and LaPert just a bad pass. Look to return it to McKingla. Goes out for Louisville throw. They take it quickly. Jimenez into the box. Harris, can he get there on the inline? He does. Clips it into Mara's. Just pass to McCabe trying to keep it alive. He does to Tellison, right side of the box. Returns to McCabe. Clips, his, clips a little pass in towards Wilson Harris, and it's cleared away by Andre Lewis. I think that chance there, Casey, would have been for McCabe to have a hit on target. Instead, he tried to clip it in towards a teammate, and that really ended the opportunity. A foul on the end of it against Louisville as Manny Perez tugged at the jersey of Elvis Simone near midfield. We'll give Hartford a free kick here, but the chance would have been for McCabe to have a shot, I think. Should have been a left-footed shot by McCabe at the top of the box. No questions asked. I don't know what he was trying to do with his right foot, trying to play this this pass into the middle of the field. It just has to be a little bit more selfish. He's wide open. He has the opportunity to take the left-footed shot, drive it towards the back post. Harris is there. Even let Harris deflect it in past the keeper. I mean, you have to be a little bit selfish there. And I think Perez, uh, yeah, Manny Perez, a little uh, fortunate there to not get a yellow card with the jersey pull. Minutes ago in the first half, plus stoppage time. Here's another foul as Wilson Harris was tracking back. He tumbled into Andre Lewis and a free kick to Hartford. They take it quickly. Lewis to Barrera. Wide left it goes to Kibato. Kibato, a left-footed cross. Headed high into the air by Manny Perez. It'll fall back to Abbey. That's Danny Barrera that brings it down. Does well to dribble around the challenge from Tellison. Cross into the box. A good one to Edwards. His shot blocked by Jimenez, who had to step back defensively and did a tremendous job in doing so. But another good cross from Hartford and Kyle Edwards once again with an opportunity to put Hartford in front that he did not take. A foul here against Hartford gives Louisville a fifth-third free kick in the defensive half, about 10 yards out of the box to end the threat for Hartford. But Edwards, once again, he's had three chances in the last 20 minutes to give his team the lead. Well, and honestly, there, the ball gets stuck underneath his feet a little bit, and I truly believe if the ball doesn't get stuck underneath his feet and he has a cleaner first touch, that's a shot on goal and potentially in the back of the net because of the distance that he was. He was open inside the box again. No no defender was goal side of him. They were behind him, in front of him, not where they needed to be marking-wise, and they're just leaving too many players open inside the box. Louisville with the ball near the corner flag on the near side of the right move. Moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Referee has added a minimum of two 
minutes to the first half, so two minutes to go in a 0-0 game before halftime. Crossing the box from McCabe. Bounces around in there, and it's cleared away by McGlynn. Picked up by Maris, a header from Tellefson. Ownby tried to bring it down, but it's cleared away by Torres for Hartford. His clearance goes toward midfield, where Jimenez, running toward his own goal, plays it back to Zimla. Louisville retains possession, though. It's Tosh, the right side at center back. Returns it to Zimla, just outside of the D of the Louisville box. A little bit of a loose touch, but it's going to find Sharpie. Edwards was chasing it. Now Gibson in the middle returns it to Zimla once again. Now in his box by the penalty spot. Zimla with it on his right foot, looking to drive it long on a diagonal to the near side of the right towards Manny Perez. Headed away by uh, from Perez by Kibato. Forward to Torres on the near sideline. Hartford has it in the Louisville half. Returns it to Kibato near midfield. Dribbles around a challenge from Tellison. Drops it off backward to McGlynn along the back line. McGlynn on his right foot. Plays it to the near sideline in the air to Danny Barrera who chests it down. Defended closely by Tosh. Barrera tries to dribble in field on his left foot. Plays it forward to Elvis Amo. Tried to return it to Barrera. Well read and intercepted by Sean Tosh. Louisville with the ball. In the middle it goes to McCabe. McCabe looking forward on the ground into the center circle. Ownby. Ownby. Knocked away by Lapert. Loose ball picked up by McCabe. But a foul going to be called for Brian on Brian Ownby. And not just a foul, but a world of beer yellow card. Our third booking of the first half. Second to Louisville. City booze raining down from Lynn Family Stadium. And I think it was for something a little bit after the challenge. Ownby maybe stepped on the player Lapert that came in for Hartford. Not exactly sure what transpired. But it's going to be a Hartford free kick in the attacking half. About 15 yards past the midway line in the middle of the field. It's a world of beer yellow card to Brian Ownby with just seconds to go in the first half. Yeah, and what it is is after the ball is played and Brian Ownby loses it, the Hartford player gets it, and it looks like Brian Ownby, instead of sliding into the ball, slides into the player, and that's why it's a yellow card because it was a pretty vicious tackle. Um, a little bit of retaliation, I think, from Brian Ownby. I think he thought he might have been fouled at first, and he retaliated by sliding into LaPert there and kind of taking him out, and I think it was the studs there. But Hartford has been consistent going forward, and another great opportunity for them to get a look on target and probably the final chance of the game. Might well be of the first half anyway. Lewis, first half, Lewis yeah. plays to Barrera <laughs> and it's cut out by Louisville City. Maybe a chance to break with numbers. Through to Ownby on the right side. He's got Harris in front of him. Plays it to him. Here's Wilson Harris. Can he get onto it? Shoves off of a defender. His shot just trickling wide of the goal for Hartford and the referee blows his whistle to end the first half and that shot from Wilson Harris was the final act of the first half. Ownby played it through to Harris. He just discarded a defender with a shoulder-to-shoulder bump and then had the hit with the right foot with the ball always spinning wide of the Hartford goal. And so we head to the locker room break. Both teams walking off the field. It is 0-0 between Louisville City and Hartford Athletic. Louisville really needs to get some points out of this game. Hopefully three points from a Louisville City perspective as they try to keep pace with Memphis for that fourth spot in the standings. The fourth seed in the playoffs, which are just two weeks away. That is because the fourth seed gets a home playoff game. We will step aside on the other side of the break. The Breeze Airways Halftime Report. Your score, Louisville City 0, Hartford Athletic 0. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer live from Lynn Family Stadium on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and
and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansencraft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Stray Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1-50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. It's Paolo Del Piccolo, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. It's the Louisville City FC Halftime Report right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Hartford Athletic has the worst defensive record in the USL this year. They've conceded 73 goals. 35 of those goals have been conceded in the first half of games. And yet, despite that statistic, we go into the halftime break 0-0 between Louisville City and Hartford Athletic. Welcome into the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. Breeze Airways, nice, new, and nonstop. That's the breezeway. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield alongside. And Casey, 135 minutes have been played this year between these two teams. And despite Hartford having, by a significant margin, the worst defensive record in the league, Louisville City has yet to score against them, including tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely frustrating um, because, honestly, I feel like Hartford this match has had the better opportunities and had the better chances to go ahead in this match and I feel like Louisville City has this opportunity for them kind of on a silver platter here to be able to play at home against this team to be able to have the goal scoring threat and power that we do on the field right now and to be level with Hartford I to me it's just not good enough and I don't think Danny Cruz is going to be very happy with it as well I don't think he's going to think that's acceptable as well I mean you play against a team who has conceded over 70 goals this season I mean that's insane to be able to concede that many goals and we put three shots on target on them and really most of them were easy saves I mean to me that's it's just not good enough going forward and I don't think they're going to be pleased with that and we need to see a big change in the second half this is after a 
performance last week that Danny Cruz called disgraceful in which his team put up just three shots on target against the New Mexico United side that finished with nine men after two second-half red cards. The full statistical outlook at halftime, it's Louisville City with ten total shots. Three of those were on target. There was a goal that was waved off for what I thought was a clear offside in the opening minutes that would have given Louisville City a lead. 50% possession between these two teams. Even Steven in that regard. Three corners for Louisville City, just one for Hartford. Hartford with six shots compared to Louisville City, two of their six on target. So while Louisville had more chances, Hartford had plenty of chances and some significant ones as well. And in terms of the foul category, 14 total fouls, nine called against Louisville City. We had three bookings in the first half, two for Lou City to Dylan Maris and Brian Ombi, both yellow cards. And then... Beverly McKingla, the center back for Hartford, was shown a yellow card in the 25th minute. Danny Cruz has got to be frustrated. You mentioned it, Casey. He was frustrated this week in training. He was very frustrated last week when uh, talking to the media after that 2-0 loss to New Mexico United. What do you think he wants to do? What can he do? Uh, looking at the bench, looking at his options to come into the game. He needs somebody to come in and be a difference maker, I think, because Louisville City needs to win tonight to try and keep pace with Memphis and considering Hartford as the last place team in the league, the worst defensive team in the league, you'd think that it would have been a little bit more comfortable than it has been so far. You need someone to be a game changer, but I mean, really, it, it, you need someone that wants to go out and play offense up there. I mean, I was getting extremely frustrated watching their attack because I was telling you off there, there's like four or five players just standing on the back line waiting for the ball to come to them and I feel like they're constantly doing the same thing in their attack over and over and over and over and over again and it's not working there's no sense of saying oh hey we've tried to do this five times already it didn't work maybe we should try something else so there's just a lack of creativity the lack of movement up top and just that will and drive to score it's just I I just don't see it out there and so I don't know if there's somebody on the bench who can bring that spark to bring that energy if you need to look to the bench, uh, but it's just, it's disheartening to see the players offensively knowing the capability, knowing the talent that we have, stand there and wait for the ball to come to them instead of trying to be the creative, dynamic players that I know they are, that I've seen them be in other matches. In terms of options off the bench, Martin Powell's Ray Serrano, and Elijah Winder are really the attacking options. There's also Paolo Del Piccolo, Carlos Mogel Jr. in terms of midfield options. Kyle Adams is a defender. Danny Fondes, the backup goalkeeper tonight for Louisville City. So maybe we'll see one of those names come into the match in the second half. It's about seven minutes away. When we come back on the Breeze Airways Halftime Report, we'll check in with Racing Louisville. They had a tremendous victory last night before 6,500 in the final regular season home game here at Lynn Family Stadium last night. We'll tell you all about it when we return. As it stands in our game, it's Louisville City 0, Hartford 0 at Lynn Family Stadium. You're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Burger King is a proud sponsor of the Loose City Football Club this season. Stop into one of our Metro Louisville restaurants to fuel up before heading over to Lynn Family Stadium for a game. Or swing by afterwards to celebrate a win. Enjoy the $5 Whopper Junior Duo. Purchase any two Whopper Juniors for just $5. 
Have you tried the BBQ Bacon and Cheese Whopper, Jr.? It's a delicious way to feed your family or the whole supporter group. Your local BK teams are rooting for you this season. Blue City, go purple. At BK, where you have it your way. You rule! A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drake responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville City fans, this is Danny Cruz. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Airways halftime reported scoreless at Lynn Family Stadium between Louisville City and Hartford Athletic. Last night, a thriller. Racing Louisville, a two-goal comeback to defeat Orlando by a final score of 3-2 in a game that they absolutely needed to try and keep their playoff hopes alive. As it stands, Racing Louisville is in eighth place, two points back of O.L. Reign for that final sixth position, which is the final playoff spot in the National Women's Soccer League. And it's all to play for next week. Racing Louisville will take on San Diego out in California. San Diego, the team in second place as it stands right now in the league, so that'll be a difficult test. But they had to win last night to keep their hopes alive. It didn't look good. They trailed 2 to nothing pretty early on in the in the first half. They got a penalty before the halftime break and then two goals after halftime to give them a 3-2 victory. Uh, what did you make of that win last night for Racing Louisville in a game that they absolutely needed? Uh, I mean, when I was first watching the game, and the penalty kick was called very disheartening because I felt like it was a soft penalty then to go down 1-0 and then all of a sudden like a couple minutes later to get scored on again and be down 2-0 you just kind of felt deflated because they, they've been trying to get to this moment been working for it but they didn't give up the fight that that team has is unreal they continuously kept going at them got the penalty Nadine Nadine burying that one good to see her get a goal but then it was Timby Kotlana who just was absolutely phenomenal for racing last night and I mean I, I, I'm, I have chills just thinking about the game and how happy I am for them because they, they absolutely deserve that win. They need some things to go in their favor uh, they get the win, there could potentially be several teams tied at 30 if they get the win they do might they might have goal differential in their favor so they would maybe need to win by a 2-0 against San Diego it would just be like absolutely golden um, so th- there is potential there there is hope they just have to take care of business against San Diego and they have to hope that a few other games kind of 
go their way. Uh, but I, I'm so proud of this team and what they've been able to come back from. The game against San Diego is coming up on Sunday. That's October 15th, so a week from tomorrow, 5 o'clock is the kickoff for that one out in California. So keep your eyes there and on some other results around the NWSL to see if racing can break into the playoffs for the first time in their history. We're looking for a goal in the second half of this game. It's scoreless between Louisville and Hartford in the USL. The second half coming your way next on ESPN Louisville. Kentucky has 80,000 miles of roadway. That's a lot of pavement. It's also a lot of looking out for your neighbor. Being a safe driver means yielding to pedestrians and cyclists, especially when turning, stopping for pedestrians at crosswalks, giving bikes safe distance, and always keeping your eyes on the road. Drive safe, Kentucky. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium, where the ball has just been placed in the center circle. It'll be Hartford Athletic to open the second half with the kickoff. We will switch ins. Louisville City wearing their new black alternate uniforms tonight, moving from right to left. Hartford in teal, moving from left to right. And right off that kickoff, Danny Barrera hit a ball long toward Kyle Edwards. And it's scooped up by Oliver Zimla, the goalkeeper, and Louisville takes over. One change at halftime, and it's for Hartford. They take off their leading goal scorer, Prince Sadie, who scored nine times this year. He's an attacking option, and they replace him with a fullback, Luke Merrill, who has started 13 games this season. And he is a rookie out of Westminster College, Division II school out in Utah. A regular player over the course of the year for Hartford. So it appears, Casey, that Hartford's head coach, Omid Namatsi, is trying to close up shop and keep Louisville off the scoreboard, which would be a great result for this Hartford team. Again, the worst defensive record in the league. They've had just four wins all year. So to come in Lynn Family Stadium and get a point on the road would be terrific for them. And that, that appears to be the goal right now. Absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't you? And even with kind of playing a, a more sitting back style, you've been able to create several opportunities. I 
feel like Merrill's role is going to really be watching Oscar Jimenez and tracking his runs. He's sitting right in front of LaPert, and so those two just trying to keep an eye on the wingers out wide and making sure they solidify that back line, and their defense is strong. It does look like Merrill is playing in a more advanced position as a right-sided midfielder. So we will see exactly how Hartford tries to approach this second half. Louisville without a change. A minute and a half gone in the second half in a 0-0 game. And Lou City with the ball. Into the center circle it goes to Sharpie as Merrill charges forward. Full of energy, the rookie. Sharpie returns to him from Maras. Now Gibson in the center circle. Rolls to the right side to Tosh into the attacking half. The center back for Lou City. On the ground, down that far sideline for Tellefson. Can he get there? Sliding challenge comes in from Kimbo to Kibato, and he's able to bounce it off of Tellefson. It bounces behind off of Rasmus, and it's going to be a goal kick to Hartford Athletic. And I think you're going to see Hartford slowing the game down some, too, when they can, trying to take some of the energy out of it that Louisville City's trying to build, trying to bring. But Louisville City's going to have to bring quite a bit more energy, quite a bit more momentum if they're going to want to break through. Joe Rice, the goalkeeper for Hartford, places the ball down on his six-yard box. Rice in his fifth year as a pro after playing just six times for his college VCU several years back. So not used in college, but that didn't dissuade him from pursuing a professional career. He's become one of two regular, one of three, really, ultimately, regular goalkeepers this year for Hartford Athletic. Louisville wins the ball back. Good combination from McCabe and Perez. Perez into Harris. A heavy touch from Wilson, though. Sees it bounce about 10 yards off of his left foot, and Rice, the goalkeeper, able to sprawl out and jump on the ball. It was a good ball into Harris. He was in the D. Had he been able to bring it down cleanly, surely would have been able to put a shot on target, but just not a clean touch. Yeah, another just tough driven ball in to find Wilson Harris there, and he just isn't able to cleanly get it. I think, if he, like you said, if he does get a clean touch on that, it's easily going to be a shot, and from that distance, I'd give it to Wilson Harris majority of the time. Harris with nine goals on the season, looking to become the first Louisville player this year to hit double figures if he can score tonight. Here comes Dylan Maris for Louisville on the inside left. Wide left outside of the Hartford box is Ownby. Tries to return on the ground to Maris, and Maris had made a more darting run into the penalty area. It's intercepted by Juan Pablo Torres, and Torres trying to whirl around Maris is ultimately tucked down by Dylan. It's a foul and a free kick to Hartford just outside of their box. <laughs> I don't agree half. with that call one bit. I think he was spinning around so much he almost made himself dizzy. It didn't look like there was much contact there from Dylan Maris at all, and Maris needs to be careful as well because he is on a yellow card, so making sure that he is smart with his play, that if they do call a foul, he's not arguing or talking back to the referee because the last thing Louisville City needs is to go down a man. 0-0 our score, four minutes gone in the second half. Again, Louisville struggling to score this year. They've got a minus five goal differential all season long. And even against the worst defensive team in the league, struggling to score. It was a 0-0 tie between these two in June. It remains that score here in the second meeting and final meeting of the season between the two sides. It's the throw to Louisville. Jimenez to Harris. Back to Jimenez. Through to Ombi. Here's a good opportunity. Ombi sprinting in towards the box. Ombi on the left side. He's one-on-one with the keeper. Chips it over Rice, and Rice makes a save with his shoulder. Slid in and was able to get in front of that chipped effort by Brian Ombi. Hartford comes out with the ball. It's Merrill, the substitute, near midfield, moving into the attacking half. Did the ball roll past the sideline? It didn't. Fans booing as Merrill gets into the attacking half. Tries to switch fields from right to left. The pass just in front of Edwards and it will skip out of play. Past the far sideline. The right. It's a throw to Louisville City. But the chance was there for Brian Omi. Just couldn't get the finish right. A good stop by Rice, the goalkeeper. Well, Rice needed all a bit of his six-foot-four frame to stop that. When he comes out and makes himself big, which is 
really nicely done from as a from a goalkeeper standpoint. I don't think Brian Omi got underneath it enough. It might have taken a touch a little bit too too close to the goalkeeper. Maybe one too many touches, but it's a great run there from Brian Omi. A great look, um, and Danny Cruz not happy there at that last play. He was kind of jumping up and down on the sidelines, yelling at the fourth official. Zimla hits the ball long for Louisville. Lapert, the right back, heads it back to Rice, who now picks the ball up with his arms and throws it wide left to the left back, Kibato, on the far sideline. On the ground forward, it goes from Kibato to Edwards. Intercepted by Perez for Louisville. Through it goes to Tellefson. Loose touch from Rasmus. Shows too much of it to McGlynn along the back line. He clears it forward. Now Lewis back to McGlynn. McGlynn gives it away. Intercepted by Tellefson, but then McCabe too much on his pass as he tried to return it to Rasmus. And it's out for a Hartford throw on the far side of the left. There have been a few times tonight, Casey, where the idea has been right for Louisville City, but the execution, the touch has not been clean several times where that's been the case. And I feel like that's kind of also been their story offensively is they, their ideas have been there but it just hasn't been sharp enough, it hasn't been clean enough and that's what's led them to missing quite a few really good chances by just not being clean enough with their passes and, and at this level, at this stage in the game or in the season as well, you would expect those passes to be on. Now, if it was early on, I mean maybe, you know, they're, they're trying to learn each other but not now. Those passes should be sharp, they should be connecting. Again, the second of last game of the regular season. At home to Tampa Bay next week for Louisville City. Here comes Hartford forward down the near side. The right, Merrill tried to turn West Sharpie. But then he commits the foul, Luke Merrill did, as he tugged Sharpie from behind when Sharpie was able to read what he was trying to do really well. And so Sharpie goes down. It is a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. From the near sideline, a few yards in from the near sideline, just outside of the Louisville box in the defensive half. Sharpie looking to hit it long, maybe. He faked an approach. He's now looking to maybe hit it short. And, in fact, he'll give it up to Zimla, who, again, we mentioned in the first half, was battling a hamstring issue and was thought to not be able to hit the ball very well long. But he's hit it long a number of times tonight, and he's been trusted with this fifth-third free kick just to hit it long and clear the Louisville lines. He does now in the air down the near sideline. That's the Louisville left. Flicked on by Wilson Harris. Cleared away by McKingla. Picked up by Jimenez on the near sideline. He tried to pass it into Gibson, intercepted by Amo. Now Oscar Jimenez steps in to win the ball after a good battle with Merrill and another foul against the rookie. It's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville this time in the attacking half on the near sideline, about 10 yards past the halfway line. And Tyler Gibson trying to take that play quickly, but the ref holding them back. Louisville City, though, needs to use this momentum to try to go forward to see if they can get an attack going because between the Brian Ombi opportunity, that was the only chance they've had so far in the second half. Oscar Jimenez takes the fifth-third free kick on the ground. Back to Sharpie through here to Niall McCabe outside of the box on his right foot. Tried to just skip past Torres, who is tracking back. Looked like McCabe may be shouting for handball as Lewis brought the ball out. And then Lewis gives the ball away. Perez steps in to win it. Louisville with the attack. Gibson, a ball to the end line to McCabe. Looking to cross. Here it comes. A good one. Flicked on by Tellison. Not on target. Ownby trying to keep it alive. He collides with Merrill. Merrill goes to the ground. It's a foul against Brian Ownby. And a free kick to Hartford. But the opportunity was there for Louisville. The cross in from McCabe on the end line from the right side. Tellison in the middle. Looks like he just mistimed his jump. And the ball just skipped off the top of his head. Had he been able to get up for that ball, he could have easily turned it on frame. He was unmarked. Yeah, I'm almost wondering if Tellefson doesn't make contact on the header there at the near post, if it would fall to Wilson Harris, who is kind of making that second run in behind. It was a great ball in, and Brian Numby kind of cracking me up there because he clearly tackles 
Merrill. I don't think it was intentional. Momentum kind of took him in that direction, but it was clearly a foul. And Brian Obi, another one that's on a yellow card, has to be careful with arguing with the referee, with making sure that he's smart with his play. Hartford with the ball now in the 54th, now moving into the 55th minutes. In a 0-0 game, still it lingers on scoreless. Louisville unable to find the back of the net against this Hartford athletic side that has been in dismay, has been hapless Hartford all year long. And they're hapless here as well. Just a poor touch from Kimbo Kibato on the far sideline. Let's the ball drift out as he tried to send it forward. And it's a throw to Louisville in the attacking half on the far side, the right. And it comes from Perez to Wilson Harris. Through from Harris to the top of the box, Ownby. Back to Dylan Mares. Mares leaves it for Oscar Jimenez. And Louisville wanting a foul. And finally, belatedly, the referee calls it. It was on the challenge when Ownby had a touch just a moment or two ago. Looked like Dylan Mares was trying to call for the referee to give the foul, and then Jimenez did the same thing, and ultimately the referee, Benjamin Meyer, obliged. And the reason they wanted the foul is because this is a really terrific position for a fifth-third free kick. It's about 22 yards away, just a little bit to the right of the D of the Hartford penalty area, and this is clearly an opportunity, Casey, to put a shot on target. Absolutely. This is going to be a shot on target, and I think you've got several of the greats taking the set piece right here. You've got McCabe, you've got Harris, and you've got... Jimenez all lining up to look at this one. I think it would go best for a probably a right-footed shot. Um, Left-footed if you're trying to go far post. Right-footed if you're looking to go near post. But I imagine that McCabe's going to step up and take this one. McCabe the right-footed option. Jimenez the left-footed option. Harris gives way. So it'll be one of those two for this fifth-third free kick in the 56th minute. Looks like it's going to be Niall McCabe. Here's his approach. It is McCabe. It's into the wall. It'll return to him. He collided with Jimenez. Neither was able to get the shot away. And out of the crowd comes Kyle Edwards for Hartford. He carries the ball all the way into the attacking half. Still he goes down the far sideline as Louisville just got that wrong. The hit from McCabe wasn't a poor one, but it hit the wall. What they got wrong was that second effort. Here's Louisville winning the ball back, though, as Jimenez, I beg your pardon, Mares sticks out a leg. It's out for a Louisville City throw after ricocheted off a Hartford player on the far side, the right in the Louisville defensive half. Yeah, not really the quality that we were used to seeing from McCabe on that set piece. Just doesn't get underneath it enough to lift it over the wall. Even though it is close to the box, it is a pretty difficult angle because you have to make sure that you stay over it enough to keep it on target, but you have to get it over the wall. And there they just really didn't get it right. And then especially both of them colliding into each other, just poor communication on the, the second ball. Hartford wins the ball back with Lewis in the midfield. Back to McGlynn along the back line. He turns around to challenge from Mares and hits it long with his left foot where it's chested away by Manny Perez. He tried to chest it down to himself, but it bounces off of his torso really out for a Hartford throw on the far side the left. We've played 11 and a half minutes in the second half. It is a 0-0 game here at Linden Family Stadium in the second to last game of the regular season. Louisville battling neck and neck with Memphis 9-0-1 for that fourth seed spot in the Eastern Conference. McGlynn with his right foot this time hits it long and down the middle and Zimla out of his box has to go to the ground to head it away as Elvis Amo was making a run forward for Hartford. It's a throw to Hartford on the far side of the left and the attacking half for them. A little bit of a Memphis update too. They are currently up 1-0 right now in the 33rd minute against El Paso. So Louisville needs to win tonight just to keep pace with Memphis if they have any hope of getting a home playoff game. Wide right it is with LaPert. He loops in across. Zimla misses it and then Amo missed the wide open goal. No one was in the net for Louisville after Zimla misjudged that bending cross that was bending away from him. He dove at it, missed it completely and Elvis Amo, the number nine who has scored five times this year, 
for Hartford. He scored 37 goals in his USL career, and he never has had an easier opportunity there. Just couldn't get it right. Maybe had more time than he thought. Could have settled it down and put it into the open net. Didn't do it. Miss hit it over the bar and out of play. It's a goal kick. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of running away from the ball, trying to hit it back on target, but really poor miss there from Zimla. Good ball from McCabe. Long diagonal to Tellison. Tellison in the box. Moves past one challenge, and Tellison bends it in with his left. A phenomenal goal for Rasmus Tellison to give Louisville City a second-half lead over Hartford Athletic. Tellison, in his first year with Louisville City, after signing from his native Denmark, and what a way to score your first goal for your club. It's Louisville City 1, Hartford Athletic nothing in the 59th minute. That was a beautiful curled effort off the left foot of Rasmus Tellefsen on a terrific diagonal ball from Niall McCabe to give Lou City the lead. I mean, yeah, that pass from Niall McCabe was absolutely perfect. He set Tellefsen up beautifully. And the little shot fake cutback move that Tellefsen does to shake his defender sets him up beautifully. He gets his head up. He sees where Rice is and just nice and easy inside of his foot bends it into that far post. It's a very difficult shot, but he made it look flawless, made it look easy. It's a great finish from Rasmus Tellefsen. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. Louisville City, a goal to the good now. They've waited almost an hour to score it in this game and waited 150 minutes in total to score against Hartford this year. But Rasmus Tellefsen scores his first Louisville City goal in the second-to-last regular season game. For Tellefsen, it's his first goal since June of 2020. Back in his native Denmark. So a long time waiting for him just to find the back of the net as well. And it's Louisville, a goal in front. Uh, Hartford trying to reply. It's a Louisville City's opening goal. They have it on the far side with Edwards trying to spin against Manny Perez. And what's Manny do? He does what he does best. Win the ball in a one-on-one situation. Just takes it away from Edwards. And Louisville City has possession. It's Tosh on the far sideline being dogged by Elvis Amo. Tosh goes down, but the ball out of play. It's going to be a throw to Louisville on the far side. No, they do call the foul. The referee does Benjamin Meyer. It's going to be a fifth third free kick to Louisville on the far sideline. Taken quickly by Tosh into the middle to Gibson. Now the inside left with Sharpie still in the defensive half as Louisville looks to add a second and maybe chip away at that goal difference that they have right now with Memphis. It's back to seven as it was entering play with Memphis ahead one to nothing in their game against El Paso. On the far side of the right is Manny Perez. Drops it off backward to Tosh in the attacking half this time. Tosh on the ground forward to the goal scorer, Tellison. Tellison drifting backward. Had his pass touched away by Hartford. And Hartford a couple of loose touches to Torres on the inside. Big burn on the center circle. Just a loose ball back and forth. And finally Manny Perez swoops in to win the ball back for Lou City. They have it now with McCabe left of the center circle at the midway line. McCabe a phenomenal ball to Tellison for that goal. Now Mara's center circle. Diagonal from the inside of the right to Tellison. Wide right. Puts in a cross toward Ownby. Headed away by McKingla. Kingless header goes to the far sideline, kept in play by Manny Perez. Perez cuts in field on his left foot, drops it off backward to Gibson as Louisville continues to poke and prod, looking for number two tonight. Wide right it goes to Tellison. Ball on the ground to the box to Manny Perez. Cuts it past his defender. His cross blocked by Edwards, who recovered well. It does go behind, and it's going to be a by five corner to Lou City from the far side the right. We're in the 62nd minute in a one to nothing game, Louisville in front. Good patient attack over there for Louisville City, not trying to force those crosses into the box, waiting until 
they had enough bodies in the box, making the runs that they needed, being patient. It's a great recovery run from Edwards to have to track back to get Manny Perez there, but really good patient attack. It's going to be Oscar Jimenez to take this corner from the far side, the right, and then swinger off his left foot. He raises his arm into the air, plays it short to Tyler Gibson. Gibson back to McCabe on the corner of the box. McCabe returns to Gibson wide right. He's going to cross high into the air, lofted high into the air to the back post. Ownby heads it into the middle, headed out of the box by Lapert. Jimenez tried to hit it on the volley and got well under it, hit it a mile into the air and into the first row of the waterfront end behind Joe Rice's goal. It will be a Hartford goal kick. I'm wondering if playing the short corner is something that they scouted out against Hartford, if that is something that works well against them, because I'm just not understanding why you wouldn't want to send the ball into the box, especially when you have targets like Sean Tosh, Wes Sharpie, even Brian Ombi in the air. I think Wilson Harris is great in the air. you got so many talented players in the air. Why not try to send it in and let, let them go battle for it? It's a good question whether they saw something on film that maybe led them to want to work a couple of short corner routines. Hartford with the ball into the attacking half from the goal kick. Now they played along the back line with McKingla, McGlynn, and to the far side, Kibato returns it to Connor McGlynn, drifting backward toward his own goal. Defended closely by Wilson Harris. Plays it forward in the middle to Torres. Into the center circle to Danny Barrera. Now it goes to Andre Lewis. Drops it back to Torres, who comes forward through the center circle. On the ground to the inside right is Merrill. Wide right it goes to Lapert. Good opportunity to cross for Hartford. Here it is, driven in towards the penalty spot. Knocked away by Sean Tosh and picked up by Tellison out of the box. Elvis Amo was lurking just behind Tosh. If he didn't get that right, Amo may have pounced on it. Louisville sends the ball forward, trying to clear it up ahead, and a foul goes against Manny Perez as Kimbo Kibato went down to the ground. It's going to be a free kick to Hartford in their attacking half, the Louisville defensive half on the inside left, about 10 yards past the halfway line. One of the struggles that Louisville City is having is when they are able to turn over defensively. There's such a big gap between Wilson Harris and how far deep the rest of the team is having to drop, so there's really no one there to connect the ball to, so they need to see if maybe Maris can push a little bit higher, or, or McKay can sheet higher to kind of be a connection between the two. Hartford with it along the back line. McKingla tried to play it wide left to Kibato. It was knocked by Tellefson, who just stuck out a leg and got a piece of it. And it goes out of play past the far sideline for a Hartford throw. Kibato into a Mo, who's dropped deep. They're at the midway line. Returns to Kibato, trying to get around a Tellefson challenge. And ultimately, the ball is won back by Louisville. Tosh picks up the loose ball. Flips it over the top with his left foot down the far sideline for Tellefson to get there. He does. Checks it backward to Manny Perez. Still in the attacking half. He goes backward to Tosh. Returns it to Perez on the far side side. Perez inside right to Gibson. Turns and dribbles forward. Gibson wide right to McCabe. McCabe in a crowd. Plays it back to Tosh, who has plenty of time and space just to the right of the center circle. Forward goes to McCabe. Back to Tosh once again. In the 65th minute in a 1-0 game. Louisville in front. Tellefson the goal scorer. Manny Perez dribbles around in a mode challenge. McCabe back to Perez. Still on the far right side in the attacking half. It's Gibson over there for Louisville. Defended by Amo and Gibson's pass blocked out of play by Amo. It's going to be a throw to Louisville City on the far side, the right, in the Louisville attacking half, about 8 or 10 yards past the midway line. And while I appreciate that Louisville City is being patient and trying to work it side to side, I would still like to see a little bit more fight, a little bit more grit going 
forward to see if they can get that second goal, get that third goal, because goal differential could come down to being a factor. Memphis is up 2-0 at half right now, and so they need to see if they can get a few more goals because this is a game for them to get goals. This is a game for them to build their confidence because when they come out next weekend against Tampa Bay, that is going to be an absolute battle. That's going to be a hard match, so they need to see if they can continue to push forward. Yeah, you thought coming into the game, we, we sold it that way in the pregame, that this would be an opportunity for Louisville to put some goals away as they try to add a second here. Ownby on the left side, drives into the penalty spot, Maris just puts it over the bar, sliding in, hit it with his right foot, did everything he could to get on the end of that ball, hit it really well, and it just scorched over the crossbar and into the standing room behind the goal. An opportunity that goes awry for Louisville City. It's a goal kick to Hartford Athletic, and Hartford going to make a couple of substitutions here as they look to the bench. One of them a very notable name for USL fans and specifically Louisville City fans. Antoine Hopeno, former Louisville City player, comes into the game replacing LaPerte. Hopeno will occupy a forward position. And Ashkenov Apollon, a let's see, a Haitian international, will come in. He's a dangerous player as well, but has played just 10 games this season, 330 minutes. He scored over 50 goals in his USL career. So two attacking options coming on as Hartford tries to chase the game. They trail it one to nothing. Hopeno and Apollon coming in. Those two substitutions brought to you by Fortnite. Well, we know how dangerous Antoine Openo can be, and just if he's able to get into time and space, he's he's one that could put that equalizer away in the back of the net. Excited to see him on the pitch again, uh, playing in front of the, the, the fans. Ashkenov Apollon, I should say, to get his name correct, the Haitian international who scored over 50 times in his USL career. Ball long for... Hartford looking for Amo. It bounces past him, and Tosh knocks it back to Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. Zimla diagonal to the near side to Oscar Jimenez, who has to leap into the air to get it down, but he does. Knocks it back to Sharpie as Louisville tries to build out of the back. And Hartford, this team, has struggled mightily, as we've mentioned several times over the course of the broadcast. They have conceded first a number of times this season. In fact, they've conceded first now 20 times over the course of the year. They've only been able to come back and win a game once after conceding first. So Louisville City likely has done enough to win this game. They've just got to see it out. And ideally, as Casey has alluded with Memphis up 2 to nothing at the halftime of their game, ideally Louisville City would add a few more goals to try and chip away at that goal differential as they battle with Memphis for fourth place. Foul against Hartford, fifth third free kick. Louisville works it from left to right. Ball over the top for Manny Perez. He gets there. Flag stays down. In toward the penalty spot. Knocked away. A last dish defense effort by McGlynn. Loose ball picked up by Tellefsen. His left-footed effort is high and over the bar, and it's a goal kick. The whole back line of Hartford thought that they were offsides, but one defender stayed back and kept everybody onsides. With that shot with Tellefsen, he's just leaning back the whole time, and because he's leaning back, it's always going to be going up. He didn't get his chest over the ball, didn't get his body over top of it to drive through it to get it on target, so it's always going to be kind of a hopeful effort there. But Manny Perez had so much time and space on that service, I don't think he realized how open he actually was. Rice, the goalkeeper, hits the goal kick long down the inside right channel. Bounces over the head of Amo and then bounces past Hopeno, who's trying to get it. Picked up by Louisville City. Good little move there from Oscar Jimenez that gets an ooh from at least one fan on the near sideline. Forward to Maris. Now Ombi wide left in the middle to McCabe. Louisville coming forward during the attacking half. 
McCabe dribbles toward the near sideline, leaves it with Ombi. Ombi returns to McCabe on a little scoop ball on the near sideline. He dances past one challenge. McCabe to Harris on the left side, just outside of the box, trying to work his way through three or four challenges. A big physical challenge late. Harris rolling around the ground with Merrill, the player that committed the foul. And they're going to call, actually, they're going to call Harris for the foul. So it's going to be a free kick to Hartford. And the referee calling both Merrill and Harris over to have a word. They rolled around almost wrestling with each other. Harris took took offense to the challenge that came in for Merrill. And it was a physical moment between those two. But just a common foul, no booking, but it is a warning to both Wilson Harris and Luke Merrill of Hartford. Well, I, I think it was a pretty vicious challenge, and their bodies just kind of getting tangled up there. Harris just trying to stand up, but making a pretty big scene of it. But I, I it say, was a hard challenge how there. That, how's that a foul on Harris? It looked to me live like he was. I think because of his reaction to it and how he so. was trying to get up, and um, I, I don't think I think it was just him getting up. I think Harris kind of throwing his body over on Merrill a bit, and that's the reason behind it. Um, there's another big challenge and a foul against Louisville City this time. And it's going to be a booking. A world of beer yellow card to Wes Sharpie. It was a long diagonal. Luke Merrill, the rookie, has had a lot of energy. He's got a ton of speed. And he was bombing down the right side after being involved in the challenge with Harris on the other end of the field. He was bombing down the right side. He had a really heavy touch that would have sent the ball out of play for a goal kick. But Sharpie came in very late, collided with Merrill on the challenge. And the referee, about 15 yards away, blew his whistle, called the foul, showed Sharpie a world of beer yellow card. And it's going to be a free kick to Hartford. About five yards to the right of the Louisville box. We're in the 71st minute. Louisville in front, one to nothing, with 19 minutes to go plus stoppage time. Unfortunately, fans, I agree with the referee here. I know the fans are are booing away at what the call was, but I completely agree with that being a foul. Completely agree with it being a yellow card. It was a late challenge. He came in kind of from behind, didn't make a play on the ball, took out the attacking player, and now this sets up a really dangerous set piece opportunity for. Hartford. It's Barrera toward the penalty spot, headed away by Wilson Harris. It'll come to Lewis on the far side. Drops it off back to Torres. Matter of fact, that was Kimbo Kibato who had it. Back to Torres. Now in the middle of the field, McGlynn. Hartford continues. McKingla on the inside right. Wide right it goes to Danny Barrera. Circling around his left foot. Clips the ball over the top towards Amo. Headed away by Tosh. Comes to Ownby. Ownby chests it down and clears it high into the air. But it's going to stay in this end. It drops down into the feet of Apollon. Apollon, a collision with Ownby, who recovered to try and win his own ball back. And Ownby draws a foul called against Apollon. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Lou City in their defensive half on the inside, right about 20 yards from midfield. And an opportunity for Louisville City to clear their lines. And an opportunity for Danny Cruz to go to the bench for the first time. 18 minutes to go. His team in front one to nothing. And it's going to be Carlos Mogel Jr. to come into the game in the midfield to replace Niall McCabe, who gives his captain's armband up to Sean Tosh. So Mogel on for McCabe. And then the other change is going to be Elijah Winder coming in in place of Dylan Maris. McCabe getting a hand from some fans on the near sideline as he gives way to Mogel. Maris walking to the far sideline. And so it'll be Mogel on Now Maris needs on. to get off the field here. I'm sorry to cut you off no, there, but good. he's taking his time and he's on a yellow card. So even though the, I don't really know how that would work out if he's being subbed out and he gets a second yellow and a red, would they play down? I'm, I'm not sure on That's that rule. Question. i got to look that up. So I, I'm not sure. Um, but the referee could definitely have given him a card for time wasting there. But he does just 
ask him to leave a little bit more quickly, and he obliges. And those two substitutions brought to you by Fortna for Louisville City with 17 minutes to go, plus stoppage time. Louisville with the ball after that fifth third free kick. Ombi in the attacking half. Dribbles into the middle of the field, 40 yards away. On the ground, wide right to Tellefson, just at the edge of the penalty area. Tellefson dancing on the ball on his left foot. Puts in a ball toward the penalty spot. Harris just redirects it, and it's a terrific reaction save from Rice. Wilson Harris was five yards away. Looked like he almost hit it with his knee. Just redirected the ball on target, and Rice read it perfectly, reacted so well, diving to his left, and caught the ball for the save. Here's a foul against Wilson Harris as Louisville is trying to win the ball back. It'll be a free kick to Hartford just outside of the box. That is incredible goalkeeping there from Joe Rice. He talks about how he didn't get much time playing in college. That's why he's playing in this league. That's why he's doing so great it's for saves like that. Just a complete reaction save there. Point blank save. We can't really do anything but react to that one. Wilson Harris might feel a little bit cheated. And I do have a clarification. The sub would not be allowed to come on, and so they would have to play a man down. So I told oh, wow. you I was going to figure it out. So I guess because the sub hasn't been because completed. Because the sub right? hasn't yeah. been completed, he's still on the pitch. So Very that would have been a huge loss there. So heads up. Not really heads up. Dylan Mayer is a bit lucky, I would say. To, Very fortunate, to I think. To be let off the field by the referee instead of carded for time-wasting. Got about 16 minutes to go. Louisville in front, one to nothing. It's out for a Hartford throw on the near side, the right, in their attacking half. Comes in from Merrill, returns to him. He drifts backwards, drops it back to McKingla. McKingla now McGlynn being chased by Harris. Barrera, who's dropped very deep between the center backs, returns it to McGlynn to the left of him, to the left of the center circle. He drives into the attacking half with the ball at his feet. McGlynn circles around with his right foot, tries to switch fields from left to right. It finds Merrill. Merrill dribbles infield. Still in the attacking half. He goes back to McKingla in the center circle. Now McGlynn in the center circle in the attacking side of it. To Torres on the near side. Heads it forward to Hopeno outside of the box on the right side. Here's Antoine on the ball. Left-footed ball in toward the penalty spot. Amo drops it off to Merrill. Merrill on his right foot goes for goal and scores! A scorching effort. Low and on the ground from Luke Merrill. Zimla dove to his right, but it was past him before he hit the ground. And Hartford has come from behind to tie the game. And with 15 minutes to go, may have denied Louisville City two vital points as they try and keep pace with Memphis in the race for fourth in the Eastern Conference. It's Merrill's goal, well taken by the rookie, and it ties the game at one goal apiece with a quarter of an hour to go at Lynn Family Stadium. And it's a great, great goal. It starts with Openo out on the wing, who plays it across inside the box. A beautiful little layoff, I believe it was from Amo there, to lay it off to Merrill. And Merrill just takes a touch, cuts it over to his right, which then forces Zimla to take two steps over, leaving that back post open. Tosh is slow to close there, doesn't get there in time, and it's just an excellent, excellent shot there from Luke Merrill to find the back of the net there. And that's his first career goal. A rookie out of Westminster College in Salt Lake City, Utah. That's a Division II school. He's a native of Utah, 23 years of age, playing in his 25th game of the season. He started 13 of those 25 games. And what a well-taken goal to score your first career professional goal. And well, he's been great coming on as been. a sub. In this environment as well, before a crowd of nearly 10,000 at Lynn Family Stadium. 
And Louisville with a lot of work to do if they want to win this one. It's Tellison outside of the box. Plays it on the ground toward the penalty spot. Intercepted by Torres. He plays it forward to Barrera. And Hartford gets out of there with the ball. And Louisville's scoring woes continue. They've got a goal tonight. But they've had plenty of chances to add a second. Not been able to take any of them. Barrera back it goes to McKingla. Just outside of the box on the right side for Hartford. Louisville trying to chase the ball to win it back. McKingla goes long. A header from Gibson. Flicks it backward to Sharpie. And Louisville takes over in possession with 13 minutes to go plus stoppage time and a 1-1 game. Gibson returns it to Sharpie in the Louisville defensive half. Sharpie a diagonal from the middle of the field to the far sideline. Perez chests it down to himself. Plays it back to Tosh on the inside right. Now middle of the field is Sharpie with Zimla behind him. The goalkeeper both coming forward. Sharpie wide left it goes to Gibson. He crosses the midfield line. Now on the ground to the near sideline Jimenez. First time ball through to Ownby. Can he get there? Battling with McKingla. Shoulder to shoulder challenge. Ownby touches the ball off of McKingla. Goes behind and it's a Vi-Fi corner from the near side to the left for Louisville City. Great effort. Great intensity. Great hustle from Ownby. Brian Ownby trying to see if he can get down on that end line and send the ball in to find a teammate there. Louisville City kind of reaching for anything they can. There's about 12 minutes left in regular time before we get into stoppage time here. They have to see if they can begin to get a few more opportunities going their way. It'll be Mogel to take it. An in-swinger off his right foot. He's standing over it right now as noise builds. Louisville looking to regain the lead here. Here comes the Wi-Fi corner. In the air to the back post. Over the head of Harris. It'll fall to the feet of Ownby. Drops it off to Winder. Winder's shot on its way through. It's blocked and cleared away by McKingla out of the area and past the far sideline for a Louisville throw. It's a good ball to the back post. Brian Omi gets the ball stuck underneath his feet ever so slightly, and because of that, he's not able to react as quickly as he needs to. It's a decent layoff to Winder, but Winder doesn't get the power on his shot that he needs to kind of have that pinball effect inside the box and hope for a deflection to go their way. Throw goes from the far sideline into the box to Rasmus Tellison, who had a defender on his back. Tellison went down. Maybe hoping for a foul, but I think this maybe lost his footing as well. And the ball ultimately rolls past the inline for a Hartford goal kick. 11 minutes and change to go. Plus stoppage time here at Lynn Family Stadium in a game, frankly, the Louisville City has to win if they want to have a chance at hosting a playoff game in a couple of weeks' time. They've clinched their playoff spot, so it's certainly not disaster if Louisville City cannot win this game. But if they want to have a home playoff game, it is disastrous. Here comes Louisville forward, though. Ombi, a ball wide left to Jimenez. Returns it to Ombi coming forward. They're 15 yards from outside of the Hartford box. Jimenez, middle of the field, Mogel. Back to Jimenez on the left side. Further backward, it goes to Sharpie. The left of the center circle. Forward to Gibson. Gibson, a ball down the middle, bending toward the right. And Tellison not on that same page. Tellison had bent his run toward the penalty spot. And that ball has drifted more toward the corner flag. No one on the end of it for Louisville. It's another goal kick to Hartford. Again, you say it's not disastrous. And, and while I agree with you there because they have made the playoffs, I think from a loose City standpoint, it is kind of disastrous because of the the quality that is being played on on the pitch right now is not really where they typically are at this point of the season. And I, I think it's going to be a little concerning for fans to 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 think these are the performances that they're putting together leading up to that postseason play, those playoff matches. They've got to see if they can begin to get something going in front of goal. They've had 18 shots, six of those on target. Their expected goals is 1.41. So they're not able to convert on any of the chances that they've created, and that's going to be a little bit alarming if you can't score against a team who's conceded over 70 goals so far this season. Who can you score on? I mean, to be flat-out honest. Yeah, that's that's the million-dollar question for right? Louisville City this season. You put it very, very well, Casey Whitfield. 
Nine and a half minutes to go. We've got a break in play as a Hartford player is down injured. The athletic trainers come on, and now some temper starting to flare, and it's Antoine Hopeno. Guess who it is? <laughs> Antoine Hopeno getting into it with his former teammates. Oscar Jimenez holding him away from the crowd. It's Tosh and Ownby, and it's a little huddle for Louisville City is what it is. While they have this break, Ownby just trying to give some instructions, and I think Hopeno just trying to disrupt it as well as he could. And ultimately the huddle breaks, and Hopeno drifts away as the player for Hartford. It's Andre Lewis rises back to his feet and walks gingerly off the field with nine minutes to go. you got time to head to Twitter right now, Louisville City fans, to vote on tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award. It'll be open for the next few minutes. You can vote now at twitter.com slash City. I would imagine the goal scorer tonight, Rasmus Tellison, might be a good option for that. We have a substitution here, a couple of them for Louisville City and one for Hartford as well. For Louisville, it's going to be Gibson coming off, replaced by Ray Serrano. And then Wilson Harris coming off, replaced by Martin Powells in the attack for Lou City. On the other side for Hartford, Lewis, the injured player, comes off. And they're going to bring on a teenaged academy product. His name, Dren DeBruna, is going to come into the game. So DeBruna on, Lewis off for Hartford Wilson off, Powell's on, and then Ray Serrano coming in for Tyler Gibson as well. All three of those substitutions with eight minutes to go in a 1-1 game are brought to you by Fortna. And I think what you might see also is Rasmus Tellefson now dropping into more central role on the field with the addition of... Ray Serrano kind of being more of a wing player and Rasmus Telson able to play both. So I think you're going to see a whole lot of interchange between those players or they might be looking to push more to a two front with Brian Ombi sitting more central with Martin Powells. Martin Powells, the six foot seven Dutchman, scored once this season. Ray Serrano, after scoring three goals a year ago, has yet to score this season for Louisville City, one of a number of players who have not delivered in that category in ways that maybe Danny Cruz would have wanted them to heading into the season. And for DeBruyne, for Hartford. He's 18, turned 18 in July and has played now just seven games this year. So a very inexperienced academy product for Hartford Athletic hitting the field tonight. Hartford has the ball with seven minutes to go in a 1-1 game with McGlynn along the back line. He plays it to the near side to Hopeno at the near side line. Barrera a header down that inside right channel. Hopeno couldn't catch up to it. Sharpie gets on the end of it for Louisville in the defensive half. Clips it forward. Merrill, the goal scorer, brings it down the near side line. Forward to Barrera. Now Hopeno a touch. A challenge from Jimenez and a foul. And a frustrating one for Louisville City fans to see. You hear the booze coming down. It's going to be a free kick to Hartford in the attacking half for them. The Louisville defensive half. A yard or two in for the near sideline in the final third. So depending on how Hartford wants to play this, they've got a point right now on the road for a team that has seldom few points all season long. But maybe they want to put this into the box and see if they can nab a late winner and steal a victory in, of all places, Lynn Family Stadium. Why not? I mean, here's the thing. Why not? You are out of the tournament. You are in dead last. Why not try to whip a ball in and see if you can get a, a win here? They do with Barrera to the back post, and this time Zimla, who's made a couple of mistakes in the aerial game tonight, makes no mistake here. He comes off of his line and catches it cleanly to end the threat. There were a couple of runners on that back post had... Zimla not caught the ball. He rolls it forward to Mogel. Louisville looking for a winner with six minutes to go. They've got to win tonight to try and keep pace with Memphis in the battle for the fourth seed or else leave it up to a miracle next week against Tampa Bay. 
It's Tellefson on the near sideline. He goes back to Sharpie in the defensive half. Sharpie touching the ball toward the center circle. Passes it there to Tosh in the defensive half of it. Returns it to Sharpie on the inside left. Sharpie now wide left to Tellefson, who's dropped very deep in the formation for the moment. Jimenez on the near sideline. Forward to Elijah Winder with his defender on his back, trying to spin him. Plays it into Jimenez. A loose touch of off of Oscar's foot, and Merrill retrieves it for Hartford. He tries to clear it upfield. It's a loose pass. It's intercepted by Serrano, but he can't do anything with it in the box. McKingla steps in to win it away. Still McKingla trying to dribble around. Serrano gets the pass off to Kimbo Kibato, and here comes Hartford coming forward. Kibato at full speed near midfield, but he runs right into Manny Perez, who sticks out a leg and wins the ball. Here's Lou City with a chance. Serrano outside of the box wide right. Ombi. Ombi cuts it into his left foot. Puts in a cross with his left, bending towards goal, and it's caught by the goalkeeper, Joe Rice. It was hit right at him. Tellefson was in the area, but the ball just sent right at the keeper. Tellefson didn't really have a shot to try and get on the end of it, and Hartford takes over. Manami, you have Tellefson and Powell's in the area. Powell's, we know how tall he is. Why not just put it up in the air and see what he can do instead of trying to play these passes that are just aren't successful. Try sending Powell's in the air there, but uh, a decent buildup, but just, again, deflating ending. Long ball from Hartford looking for the run of a pollen, the attacking player that came on in the second half, but he was cut off there by a Louisville City player. And the boys in purple again wearing their new alternate black uniforms, which they debuted tonight, are moving from right to left to close out this game. They're trying to build out of that right side their defensive half. They've got it on their left with Jimenez. Forward it goes to Elijah Weiner to the left of the center circle. Cuts it in on his right foot, and he's tripped up and fouled by Danny Barrera. Fifth third free kick taken immediately by West Sharpie. Now Tellefson. Forward on the inside left is Martin Powell. Top of the box. Cuts it onto his right foot. Trying to take aim. Instead dribbles into a Hartford player. Still Powell's goes. He takes a shot. And another good save by Rice. Diving to his left. Loose ball to Ombi. His cross blocked behind by Kibato. It's going to be a Wi-Fi corner. From the far side, the Louisville City right. Martin Powell's took a long time to make up his mind there. But finally let it go off his right foot. And forced a good save from Rice. And ultimately a corner. I think he made the most of that. Because I think he took one too many touches there at First, he had a wide open shot that he could have taken quickly, but he holds on to the ball, takes a touch too many, and ends up splitting two defenders to create that shot. It's a great look, but now a good opportunity to maybe find him in the air. Here comes Jimenez towards Tellison, headed away by Amo for Hartford. It'll come to Serrano, top of the box, with three minutes to go in a 1 1 game. Louisville looking for a winner. Serrano dribbling through some challenges on the far side of the box. His cross blocked. It'll be picked up by Jimenez. Jimenez's cross towards Tellison, headed away by Amo once again, picked up by Winder 40 yards away. Winder has a hit. Hit from distance. It was on target, but a bit optimistic from young Elijah Winder there. Rice diving to his right makes a relatively comfortable save, and Hartford will have possession with three minutes to go. Yeah, a bit of an ambitious effort there from Elijah Winder. It's a pretty far-out shot, and it's going to be difficult to beat Joe Rice, especially the game that he's had so far tonight. I I feel like Rice has just been exceptional for Hartford this evening, so it's going to have to be a little bit better to beat him, but you you, you can't mind the effort there. Louisville with 19 shots in the game, six of them on target, five saved by Rice. They do have a goal scored by Rasmus Tellison. It was of top quality. In terms of possession, Louisville City with 53% of the ball so far in the game. Pause in play as Luke Merrill has hit the deck. He's the goal scorer for Hartford on what was an equally terrifically taken goal for him to equal Tellefson, the rookie, scoring his first career goal to tie the game at one just a few minutes ago. He's helped to his feet by the referee and appears to be okay. Hartford a little bit in time-wasting mode, I would think, on the road. A team with just 17 points looking to take a point off of Louisville City at Lynn Family Stadium. 
It's going to be a throw to Hartford on the near side. The right as Merrill's remains in play. Kingla, the center back, is going to take it. Actually, now he's going to drop it off to Merrill. Again, Hartford wasting time. This and should be a card. The referee coming over with a final warning. He's waving off Hartford, saying no more time wasting. There's a minute and a half to go plus stoppage time. Merrill throws it in past midfield. It bounces past a couple of players. It'll fall to Hopeno with his back to goal. Able to get the pass off behind him, but then the offside flag goes up immediately against the youngster that came into the game, Bruna. So it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. And fortunate the flag went up from a Louisville perspective as well because Bruna had no one around him. 100%. Fifth-third free kick taken quickly on the ground. Tosh wide, right it goes to Manny Perez in the attacking half. Perez, a ball in the air down the far sideline. Serrano chasing it. Will he get there? He does. Serrano in the box. Serrano taken away by Kibato. And Kibato dribbles around to challenge from Ownby. He'll clear it upfield. Ownby, though, sticking with it, blocks the... The clearance, it stays in play on the far sideline, and it's brought down by Elijah Winder. Now Serrano, a loose touch from him, he sticks out a leg and fouls Danny Barrera, I believe it is. Clearly, I think, a foul after that touch from Serrano just let him down. And it's going to be a free kick to Hartford to the left of the penalty area. And they are going to take their time putting this back in play. 30 seconds to go, plus stoppage time. It's Louisville City 1, Hartford 1. And again, Hartford Athletic. A team that has lost 23 times this season is nearing what would be a terrific point for them on the road in one of the toughest, typically one of the toughest places to get a point. Lynn Family Stadium hasn't really been that ca- been the case this year, Casey. But uh, Hartford going to have this free kick here as we've moved into stoppage time, which is brought to you by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. And the referee has added a good chunk of time to this game. Six minutes to go for Louisville City or Hartford, for that matter, to find a winner in a 1-1 game. Yeah, and I, I think Louisville City still showing the frustration and, and that, that type of energy, the frustration leaking out to your teammates isn't what you need right now. Again, they need somebody to be positive to lift this team up and be that spark of energy out there, be that creative mind. And, and right now they really haven't had many people st- like step up to be that role. I think Hartford has a, a golden opportunity here to kind of steal this game away from Louisville City. Louisville with the ball with Tellison on the left side. Dribbles infield into the center circle in the attacking half of it. A long diagonal trying to split some defenders with Manny Perez down that right flank. But it's way too in front of Manny. And it rolls all the way into the feet of Joe Rice who finally picks it up the goalkeeper. Louisville with a substitution in the works. It's going to be Paolo Del Piccolo to try and bring some of that spark that Casey was alluding to. The next dead ball I would imagine he'll be able to come into the game. We've played a minute of the minimum six in stoppage time. Ball punted long by Rice down the middle. An exchange of headers between the two sides. Powell's comes in with a challenge against Torres. A loose ball picked up by Merrill, the right midfielder on the near side of the right, but he's taken away by Tellison. Tellison scoops it through to Powell's on the left side. Powell's dribbling ahead, cuts it in field. Here's Martin Powell's coming forward. Gets around one more challenge, but the ball skips off of his toes. Picked up by Winder. The attack's still on. It's Serrano through to Powell's on the right side. Make cross. Instead, he dribbles onto his left foot. Tries to take a shot. And it's really not cleanly hit and ultimately cleared away by Torres all the way near midfield where Elvis Amo tries to hold it up. He's shoved down by Tosh. No foul. Tosh takes the ball away. The attack continues for Louisville. Wide ready goes outside of the box. Serrano. Here's his cross in towards Martin Powell. Knocked away by McKingla. Picked up by Tosh. 30 yards from goal. Wide right to Serrano once again, but he can't catch up to it. The pass was in front of him. He tried to chase it down on that far sideline. It's out of play for a Hartford throw on the far side left. It's going to be Oscar Jimenez to come off. He sprints off to save as much 
much time as he can. He's replaced by Palo Del Piccolo for Louisville City. That substitution with four minutes of the minimum six to go in stoppage time is brought to you by Fortna in a 1-1 game. Louisville looking to press their foot down on the accelerator and find a second and potentially winning goal here. But Hartford has the same opportunity. I mean, it's been a really even game for the most part. Louisville's had the better of it, but I think Hartford's had plenty of chances to score and maybe win. Throw comes in from Hartford. Louisville wins the ball back. Del Piccolo through to Ombi. He's playing down the middle. Knocked away by Hartford. Picked up by Tellison. 50 yards away. On the ground inside right. Serrano spins on the ball. Plays it wide right to Manny Perez. Kibato a sliding challenge. Still Perez on the end line. Perez dribbles into the box. Still Manny goes. Into Elijah Winder. Saved away by Rice once again. Winder tried to hit it at the near post. And Joe Rice making another terrific save. It's going to be a Wi-Fi corner. Rice and everybody for Hartford pleading that someone for Louisville touched it after Rice made the stop. It's going to be a Wi-Fi corner, though, from the far side, the right. No. No, they they do give the goal kick. Interesting. Shocking. Everybody was setting up for the corner, and ultimately the referee motioned for Serrano to give the ball back to Hartford. So it's not going to be the Wi-Fi corner. It is going to be a goal kick. So Rice made the save, and evidently it ricocheted off of a Louisville player and behind. But how about Joe Rice? A number of really sensational saves. If Hartford gets this point tonight, he deserves all of the plaudits. I'm wondering if it, he didn't make the save and, and Winder just missed it completely may, may and, have. and hit it into the side netting there. Um, that's the only way I can see that, that being the right call. But regardless, you're right. Rice had that position covered. Rice had it. He was there, and he's just been so good for Hartford. Two and a half minutes to go in stoppage time as the noise rises. The energy builds at Lynn Family Stadium. The faithful hoping for a late winner here. They've seen one a few weeks ago. Maybe we'll get another here. Manny Perez wide right in a 1-1 game. They're outside of the Hartford box here. Now Serrano drops it off on the inside right. Tosh. Tosh will switch fields into the middle of the Sharpie. Playing 20 yards past the midway line. Drifts to the near side of the left. Here's Tellison on the near side line. Tellison ball in on the ground. Well read by McKingley. He clears it toward midfield. Tosh rises over the back of a mo to win the header. Hartford wins the second ball through to Hopeno, but Perez gets a touch to deter him. Antoine Hopeno trying to put the killer blow against his former team, but Manny Perez got a final touch there. Zimla plays it forward to Sharpie. Now Del Piccolo to the right of this or left of the center circle with a minute and a half to go in stoppage time. Now Del Piccolo once again, still to the left of the center circle. Wide left it goes to Sharpie in the attacking half. He's moving forward at a walking pace. Wide left Tellison. Going to put in a cross. A decent one to the back post. Rice up with the catch one-on-one with Ownby who went up for the header and Joe Rice at six foot four used all of that frame to reel in the ball and end the threat for Louisville City. There may yet be another. We've got a minute and 15 seconds to go. That was a great ball in, but Rice does so well to read that the entire way so he doesn't allow anyone to be a threat on that one. Brian will be trying to go up and challenge it, but Rice had that one. He saw it the entire way. So Louisville City trying to knock at the door, but again, just not sharp enough in that final third. The punt goes long from Rice. It's headed by Del Piccolo in the center circle. Louisville trying to come forward. Ball knocked away by Kibato. Del Piccolo brings it down. Serrano with a touch that's deflected by Amo. Hartford just trying to muck it up right now and get in the way of everything. They go back to McGlynn. He sends it long. A header from Tosh to Mogel to the right of the center circle. Back to Sharpie. Sharpie ball through on the ground looking for Elijah Winder. Too far in front. Merrill picks it up for Hartford. He sends it long. Hopeno up to try and deflect the ball forward. Hopeno wants a foul. No foul called. The loose ball picked up by Tosh. And Louisville has an opportunity to come forward with just seconds remaining. About 20 seconds to go. In the minimum six. Wide right it goes to Manny Perez. He dribbles around Kibato. Still Perez goes. Clips it into the box. Cleared away by McKingla. 
Perez nearly touched it. Instead, he lets it go past him for a Louisville throw past the far sideline on the right. In the attacking final third with just seconds to go. And Hartford going to use this opportunity to try and kill off the game by making a sub. They're going to bring on Matt Sheldon, a fullback, to replace Danny Barrera in the midfield. So another defender on to try and see this point out. Barrera shown a world of beer yellow card for wasting time. And by showing him the card, the referee actually slowed the game up. Barrero was jogging. And once he got shown the card, he said, you know what? To hell with it. I'm just going to walk now because I've already been penalized. So I mean, more time going off the clock. Penalize him again, he though, could for it. Now he's taking um, his shin guards yeah. out. Boo's coming down. And again, as we, we learned earlier, he would they would have to play down a, a man for the final minute or so that it was left. There's really not much time left on the clock. Sheldon now sprinting on. That substitution brought to you by Fortner. Louisville going to go with a long throw from the far sideline. This may be the final act of the game. It's going to be Perez to take the throw. Here it comes into the box towards Martin Powell. Flicked on his header. It'll come to Mogel. Mogel has a hit from distance, and it's high over the bar. Three rows into the seats, and the referee blows his whistle to end the game. And with that whistle, might just have gone Louisville's hopes of a home playoff game. It ends 1-1. Louisville and Hartford tie here at Lynn Family Stadium. The second tie of the season between these two sides. And despite facing the last place team in the league, despite facing the team with the worst defensive record by a considerable margin in the USL, Louisville City is unable to claim victory here at home in Butchertown tonight. And likely, with the result of the Memphis game, we'll see their hopes of a home playoff game disappear this evening. We will head to a break. The Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show comes your way next. Again, the final score tonight, Louisville City courtesy of Erasmus Tellefson. Goal score once. Hartford tied it some minutes later through Luke Merrill, and we finished all even. They share the spoils. 1-1, the final score. We will step aside here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nanson Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansoncraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nanson Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded! 
Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Postmatch Show. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome into tonight's Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Postgame Show. The final score, which is presented to you by the Gorski Law Office, Louisville City 1, Hartford Athletic 1. And with that result... Louisville City really just about cements their status as the fifth seed or potentially worse in the Eastern Conference playoff picture in this year's USL Championship playoffs, depending on other results this weekend and also next week, all of which we will get to here in a moment. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is alongside... And Casey, there were plenty of chances tonight for Louisville City uh, as I try to find the stat sheet here. They finished with 22 shots. They outshot Hartford 22 to 8. Eight of the 22 shots for Louisville City were on target tonight. Hartford had just three shots on target by comparison. But Louisville City have never really looked that dangerous, never really looked that close to scoring. Their best chances were... Errant. Their best chances were hit five, six, seven, eight, ten yards over the bar. And it never felt like they were the team that was going to win this game, at least in the second half. Maybe for a moment there after Tellison scored to give them lead, you thought, all right, maybe they can run away with this. But Hartford was game. Luke Merrill with a terrific, terrific, really well-taken goal, especially for a rookie to score his first professional goal to tie the game. And Louisville City, once again this year, unable to get the job done. I mean, that's been the tale of this season for Louisville City. The expectations just simply have not been met. And even in this final goal, the final opportunity to try and earn yourself a home playoff game, it seems as though Louisville City is not going to be able to execute. Yeah, I mean, I do think a lot of credit needs to be given to Hartford. I think that they did their homework. They understood the scouting report. They understood what they needed to do to come away with points in this match. Uh, and I think that they did well with that, especially Joe Rice, the goalkeeper. I thought that he was he was very good this evening for Hartford. But on the flip side, though, it just wasn't good enough from Louisville City. I don't think that they played their best game. I don't think that they played their best soccer. I think there was moments that looked good, that they looked promising, that it looked like they were going to be able to come away with the win with potentially a couple goals. But the overall performance, the consistency in this match was not there. And again, I think it comes down to effort and energy. A few times players walking there at the end of the match when you you know you're down, um, the opportunities just not being focused in front of goal and sharp enough with your chances. Uh, missed passes here and there where it just needed to be sharper, needed to be better. I think overall, Danny Cruz, again, going to be really upset with this performance. And it's beginning to look kind of bleak, the outlook. Well, I should say, let me clarify myself a little bit as I've done a little more digging on what the scenarios look like currently. It's not altogether out of the question if Louisville City can get that home playoff game yet. Because Memphis right now leads El Paso 4 to nothing in their game. It's got about 15 minutes to go. So as it stands, if that result finishes as it is right now, as you would expect, unless El Paso can somehow score 
four goals in 15 minutes. Memphis would have a two-point cushion over Louisville City. So the scenario becomes simple for Louisville City next week in their game at home against Tampa Bay. Louisville would need to win. Memphis would need to lose to give Louisville City the opportunity to have a home playoff game. That would put Louisville City a point ahead of Memphis if that scenario plays out next week. Louisville City cannot afford to tie because they wouldn't catch Memphis. And if Memphis were to tie and Louisville City were to win, unless Louisville City won by, at this point, 12 goals, which is incredible, (laughs) incredibly unlikely, uh, that would not be enough. So the, the equation is simple now next week for Louisville City. It's not quite as doom and gloom as I was making it out to be. If Louisville wins and Memphis loses next weekend, they will get that home playoff game. But that's easier said than done considering Louisville's taking on Tampa Bay, the team that finished as it stands and will finish in second place in the Eastern Conference, an exceptional club that has done nothing but succeed over the last five or six years. Memphis goes on the road to New Mexico, a team that we just saw Louisville City lose to, but a team that is out of the playoff standing right now in the Western Conference. So you'd think Memphis would be favored in that game. So that, those are all the scenarios. The point being tonight, Casey, that Louisville did not do anything to really help themselves. They kept themselves alive, but they didn't help themselves as they try and secure the fourth seed in a home playoff game. No, and I mean, they also had a great crowd, too, considering yeah. that right now UofL's playing with the packed house at LNN, yeah. was it LNN Federal Credit Stadium there. Uh, and to be able to bring out... About 70 people shy of 10,000. I mean, that's incredible. So to be able to bring out that sort of crowd and then to put the performance forward that they did, it's it's just a little disheartening. And I think fans are going to be frustrated. I think Danny Cruz is going to be frustrated. I don't think the players are going to be happy with this. But then it comes down to what is going to change? What's going to be the difference? Who is going to step up and be that light, that shining light, the positive light to try to lift this team out of kind of the down down of the dumps? Because, I mean, the, the negative energy that was out on the field, kind of throwing the hands, the shaking the head, like blaming each other, yelling at each other on the field, that's not okay when you're struggling the way that you are. You have to be there to lift your teammates up. And so it's just how are they going to make those adjustments? Because next weekend is going to be tough. Even if Tampa brings out their worst lineup and they, they don't play their starters and they rest those players, which I could absolutely see them doing because they've secured second place, you know, so potentially resting players, they're still difficult to beat. Well, and you said it best at some point in the second half. If you can't score a bunch of goals against Hartford... Who are you going to score against? No offense to Hartford. I mean, no offense to anybody involved with that club, not that, at all. that organization. Not at all. It's just not been They've that been year struggling. for them. It's, 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 in, it's in their notes. They've talked about it. It's, yeah. it's no lie. They've been struggling. They've given up um, so many goals so far. They have a Seven, minus 36. They've given 36. up 74 goals on the yes. season, if you include the goal tonight for Louisville City. They've given up 74 goals in, what, 35? Uh, let me see. 35. 33 games. 33 games. 74 goals in 33 games. That's a bunch. That's <laughs> and, almost two goals a game. And yet Louisville City couldn't score more than one tonight. That's just been the theme with Lou City this year. They're, they struggle offensively. They just do not have guys that can consistently put the ball in the back of the net. They do not have a team that is able to consistently create quality chances and threaten the goal. All that being said, Joe Rice made a bunch of great saves tonight for, for Hartford in goal to deny Louisville City a couple of opportunities. Um, but it just it, it just wasn't enough from Lou City tonight uh, to try and keep pace with Memphis. But still, as we mentioned, it's all left to do next weekend. If they can beat Tampa Bay here at home in that rivalry game to close out the regular season and Memphis were to lose out in New Mexico, 
that would give Louisville City a home playoff game. So that's what you have looking forward to next week. It's a Saturday night kickoff, 7.30 here at Lynn Family Stadium. I don't think we have a top 25 matchup at LNN Federal Credit Union Stadium next week to compete with, so it should be a great crowd, an even better crowd than we had tonight here at Lynn Family Stadium next week. So that's, uh, that's to look forward to. We're going to take a break. Plenty more to discuss about this game, but also Racing Louisville. We will catch up with them once again, look back at their victory last night, and preview what they have coming up at San Diego as they try to close in on a playoff berth for the first time in their team history. Tonight, the final score brought to you by the Gorski Law Office. It's Louisville City 1, Hartford Athletic 1. You're listening to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome back to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Post Game Show. Louisville City ties on the heels of their loss last week to New Mexico United. They tie tonight to Hartford Athletic, the team that is bringing up the rear in the USL. Hartford now with just 18 points. Louisville City now with 50 on the season after the tie. And it's all left to do next weekend. They hope to defeat Tampa Bay, and they hope Memphis loses to New Mexico if they want to secure that number four seed and a potential home playoff game in a couple of weeks time louisville city just hoping to crack the field of the playoffs for the first time in their history in their third year of existence and they took a big step toward that last night casey whitfield with a come from behind three to two win over orlando but now for racing it is we talk about louisville city being a difficult test next week at home to tampa bay it's even more difficult for racing Louisville if they want to win to try and get into the playoffs. they got to travel out to California to take on San Diego. San Diego, one of the best teams in the league. They are second in the league. They were first entering this weekend. 
uh, or have been first over the last couple of weeks. Um, but to be this close to the playoffs this late in the season is a sign of progress for this club. They were well out of it last year. By July, they were out of the playoffs. Year one, similar story. So to have this team this close to a playoff berth is success. But what do you think they need to do to go out to San Diego, a team that routinely puts in 25,000 fans into their stadium and get a victory? That's going to be difficult next week for racing. Yeah, I mean, Snapdragon Stadium holds 35,000 fans, and they they get significant number of fans there to watch it. I will say, though, I do think that racing uh, has paired up with San Diego well in the past. I think the, the formations have been comparable. I feel like racing has done well with being able to contain their threats going forward. Um, so I, I think it's just really making sure that you watch that scouting report, and you are aware of what you need to do. What is your role, and what do you need to do to accomplish that role? I, I think that it's going to be a really fun environment to play in. San Diego's beautiful, a great stadium to play in. I, I think it's brand new. This is the first season that it has been open. And I think so. I think the first time that racing will get to play in this environment. So an excellent opportunity there. Uh, and, and really what it comes down to is they just have to win. If they win, that'll put them at 30 points. And currently there are three other teams sitting at 30 points. North Carolina sitting at third with 30 points. Gotham and Washington Spirit all sitting with 30 points. O.L. Reign with 29. Um, so an opportunity to win, hope for a few things to maybe go their direction, some ties, some losses here and there. And with the goal differential right now, racing is at plus three, and um, they are better than Washington. They are better than Gotham, better than O.L. Reign, better than Orlando. The only one that's better than them is North Carolina with six goals. Uh, so definitely an opportunity there to jump into the playoffs off of the goal differential tie. There is a chance. There is hope. They just have to go and take care of business in San Diego. And I think with the way this team is playing, with the heart this team has, the fight that this team has had, it's absolutely within reach. Other games to keep note of that will affect racing Louisville's playoff standing. Chicago faces O.L. Reign. You'd think O.L. would be a big favorite in that game, but if Chicago can pull off an upset, that would help racing Louisville. Orlando faces Houston. Similar story there. If Houston can pull off an upset, that would help racing Louisville. And then elsewhere, Washington Spirit, they take on the North Carolina Courage. So those are three games to keep your eye on in addition to the racing Louisville game next week. They need to win. They need some other results to go in their favor if they want to make those playoffs. But that win last night against Orlando makes that all possible. Let's circle back to Louisville City. Rasmus Telofsson tonight, the Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award winner as voted on by you, the Louisville City fans. He was the goal scorer tonight in this 1-1 tie between Louisville City and Hartford. And for Lou City, it's Tampa Bay next week, Casey. I mean, that's it's the rivalry. We saw nearly 15,000 fans here last year for that matchup and the fill of the fam game. We may not hit that number next week, but it's going to be a great, great crowd here at Lynn Family Stadium, and it needs to be as intimidating an environment as they've had all year long to try and will the boys in purple to victory if they want to have another opportunity to come see them here at Lynn Family Stadium because that's what's at stake as a home playoff game next weekend. Um, what needs to change for Louisville City? What, do you, what could change this late in the year? I mean, I feel like they are who we thought they were. 
Louisville City was tonight. They're just not a team that can score multiple goals with any kind of consistency. But see, I feel like it just comes down to the sharpness in the final third, missing those passes, missing touches, poor first touches, make, not being on the same page. Those little bitty mistakes add up to big issues for Louisville City, and that's kind of taking away a lot of their really good attacks. And, and I think it just comes down to do you want it? How bad do you want it, and what are you willing to do to get it and right now I, I don't think the answer is what we need it to be uh, I, I again I truly believe the potential is there I think that the skill level is there it, it just hasn't shown through so that game coming up on Saturday a week from tonight Tampa Bay here at Lynn Family Stadium the Rowdies the number two team in the Eastern Conference I suppose a potential playoff preview as well given how the standings have shaken out uh, 7.30 kickoff for that one on Saturday night. Our coverage will begin at 7.15 here on these same stations, ESPN 680 and 105.7. And that racing Louisville game that we've been pointing to as well against San Diego, that is the next day, a week from tomorrow, Sunday, October 15th, 5 o'clock kick in Louisville time. So that is a 2 o'clock kick local time in San Diego at Snapdragon Stadium. You can watch it on Paramount+. Plus. You can also watch it on local TV on Circle. That is one of the Wave digital stations. So check your local TV provider for that one. So that'll do it for us tonight. Uh, a disappointing one for Louisville City. A, an opportunity missed against last place Hartford, the worst defensive team in the league. They could have put multiple goals into the back of the net to try and help out their scenario with Memphis. They weren't able to do it and ultimately they were only able to get one point at home for what has been just that kind of back and forth Louisville City season. It continues on here late into the month of October. For Casey Whitfield, for James Black, our producer back in the ESPN Louisville studios who did such a phenomenal job tonight, I'm Jeff Milby. Again, the final score presented by the Gorski Law Office, Louisville City 1, Hartford Athletic 1. Don't forget, coming up on Thursday evening at 6 o'clock, it's Soccer City Radio. Myself and Benton Newman bringing you up to speed on all things Louisville City and racing Louisville here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. And also, don't forget, Tampa Bay here at home next weekend. Head to lucity.com slash tickets or call 502-LUCITY to be a part of that great rivalry atmosphere. That's all from Lynn Family Stadium. We will speak to you next week. So long. Kentucky has 80,000 miles of roadway. That's a lot of pavement. It's also a lot of looking out for your neighbor. Being a safe driver means yielding to pedestrians and cyclists, especially when turning. Stopping for pedestrians at crosswalks, giving bikes safe distance, and always keeping your eyes on the road. Drive safe, Kentucky. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you. Which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way.
At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drake responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1-50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. 